Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. If you really want to be one of the best brewers there is... I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> I well, might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. Yeah. How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is, hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thanks for uh, joining us on a wonderful evening in... uh, What city are we in? Concord. Yes. Not Pacheco anymore. No. I almost said Pacheco. Sometimes I flash back to... um, the better times. Not Martinez? The good old... Yeah, some reason Martinez just slips right out of my brain every time. Uh, but Pacheco, you know. Pacheco, fond yeah. memories over there. Really? Hey, welcome back to the studio, Nate. What's going on? Thanks. Hey, I haven't seen you in... Um, it's been years? That's been a couple of years. Weeks? Right. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> a couple of days, at least. I was starting to think you didn't make it out of whatever your last sickness was or yeah, something. Just, you you're know, sick a lot. Hell of No, sick. no, no. Hell you no. You are. Every time I see you, you're on antibiotics or something. Oh, let's hope not. That's just doing a bad coincidence or something. Maybe that's just always your, your excuse to not stay out and get drunk with me. Maybe, yeah. You're like, ah, uh, no. I'm antibiotics, a, Antibiotic. Can't do it. It's my liver trying to talk to yours or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're kindred spirits. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome in, Nate. Nate's uh, joining us for the program tonight in place of Beardy. Yeah. Uh, Beardy's off getting a trim tonight, I think. Yeah. No, he um, can't get rid of that thing. Wouldn't be right. Can you imagine if he walked in here one day without Bra- that beard? Get a Brazilian in it. <laughs> With a baby face, you'd be like, you are actually 12, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I guarantee you we'd all do double takes. There's no we way would. we'd recognize him. Well, and I'd fire him uh, yeah. instantly because well, maybe he should get it. all of his value is within <laughs> that beard, right? Sure. His power. You know, yeah. so if he ever shaves it off, he better keep it and just, you know, stick it on his face every time he comes in here. 
So Nathan Smith will be uh, hanging out with us today in place of the beard. Now, uh, I want to thank our sponsor today, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com and check them out right now. Or if you're in the greater Concord area, and, and trust me, it's a great area, uh, then you could just go to the showroom. at uh, in, Or uh, Riverside, uh, California. Oh, God, don't they have, yeah, they have like 100 oh, locations. Yeah, I think if, uh, Riverside, Los Altos, uh, San Leandro even now. Even Drow now. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, which is your hood, yeah. Nate. Nate you, we got 21A, we got Drake's, we got Clevis Queely, we got more beer. I, I might never leave now. No. Except, I, there's, <laughs> except there's way too many reasons to leave. <laughs> right, well, a lot of reasons to stay, yep. apparently. Um, so uh, check out our sponsor, More Beer, who bring you this show and, and every session that we do. Tonight's guest, we're going to be talking to our friend Derek Smith from Moylan's Brewing Company. He's the brewmaster up there and did a collaboration beer with Nate called More Cowbell. More Cowbell. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. You might remember Moylan's uh, from our last Moylan's guest, Brendan Moylan. Yeah. Who... Let's be honest, is a nut job. Mm-hmm. Is he going to um, make an appearance tonight? I was wondering, we'll have to ask uh, Derek. I, I did see Derek come in, and he was sans uh, Brendan, so I think maybe he was able to ditch him. I mean, I think maybe Brendan didn't yeah, come. The question <laughs> is, did Brendan find out that you're doing the show tonight? Right. <laughs> I, yeah, he must have not told him. Hey, wh- what are you doing tonight, Derek? Oh, nothing. There's a little interview. Only night. Oh, what kind of interview? Uh, oh, it's NPR bullshit. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't be into nothing it. fun. All about hops. Because if Brendan's here, a Martian may have followed him here just like last time. We never know. Well, and then the, he needs a handler. Yeah, <laughs> and he has one. In they fact, his, his handler ever. ended up handling us drunk. too because we we needed help. Yeah, we all got drunk. Yeah, Brendan. Well, when he showed up with that whiskey, that was I knew that was over. Then. Yeah, that guy's a party. So, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe we'll make an appearance. But it doesn't matter, because in the meantime, we've got Brewmaster Derek Smith hanging out with us tonight. We're going to learn about Moylan's beer. They won a GABF medal this year. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll find out all about this collaboration beer with Nate. Nate's like Mr. Collab. He so is. You. Right? I won't turn down an invite. <laughs> Just any... Went all the way to Brazil for one. That was great. That's right. I'm yeah. a whore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So, we got a lot to do tonight. We're going to have fun doing it. And... Um, it's my last show for three weeks. I know, which I'm really, really excited about. You should. You you probably shouldn't be this excited. You are so at a level unprecedented <laughs> in in uh, in being history. I'm telling you, I daydream nowadays about ways to not do this show, like ha- like what ways do you mean to. Nowadays? <laughs> I have been doing it for a while, yeah. but before it. They're much more realistic. I spend an inordinate amount of time nowadays <laughs> thinking about my exit and uh, how to divert like the sponsor stream to another way so yeah. that I don't have to be here, basically. Your yeah. audience loves you. You can't do that. And, uh, yeah. Well. You can do a make comeback, and then it'll be even bigger. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I, yeah, I'm leaving so that I can make a comeback. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. What would you guys think, for example, yeah. if I decided to take a year off, <laughs> um, but yeah. I would I would still deliver content back for the show? Uh, in other words, I would hit the road for a year. You yeah. doing golf lessons again? And uh, <laughs> and I would do the show yeah. from the road. Myself sometimes, like I did a few years back. Uh-huh. Um, and other times I would just sort of generate content and send it to you guys to do the show here uh, on the on the other weeks. And, uh, hey, Beef, turn off your uh, microphone. See, this is why I need to quit, because people like this drive me nuts. Oh. Uh, Sorry. Anyhow, just, you know, uh, I'm still fleshing out the concept, but uh, um, I feel how like does it, it would, fall upon you right now? I feel like it'd be really boring. Yeah, for, for you. Yeah. 
And for our listeners. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Why? You guys do a great show without me. I mean, I've listened in. Well, I think it's either the session takes a year off, and then we divert, we divert all of no. the sponsors to the other shows and push those shows. Oh. I or, don't know that they'd um, yeah, pay for that, but... I think that they would. That's a great idea because yeah. then I wouldn't even have to do uh, <laughs> anything. The, uh, the content. The, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have to do thirty then, minutes of work a week. Yeah, I mean, I was trying yeah. to talk myself <laughs> into that. Tasty, but then all of, <laughs> but, all of our rates go up. Uh, like yeah. you'd be paying more for the uh, Doctor Homebrew, tell you that. Right, right. But that's okay. I mean, I'd be yeah. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. I'm all about uh, it. Hmm. Get my Monday night back. All right. Well, I'll think about it. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. You're selling enough kegs out there to float this whole thing, right? Well, no. That's the problem. Uh, is the BN is not doing any better. In fact, maybe it's doing worse. Uh, he, you know, here than it was a year ago or two years ago or when we were in Pacheco, for that matter. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's why I just uh, I'll just not take a paycheck for a year is what I'm thinking. <laughs> you got to go back to the garage because Kate, Kate the Great. She gets a paycheck, you know, yeah. and our mortgage is covered, you know, so I just. So you're, you're more of a short term guy than a long term guy. How do you mean? Like a retirement or uh, any sort of. You know, well, he's done his 11 years. Now he, now he wants his liquidity event. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I'll <laughs> be honest. If I, I do have even bigger daydreams about early retirement. Yes. Oh, for sure. But I'm thinking that even with early retirement, I, I don't want to wait that long. I'm thinking. I just kind of want a year on the road. Yeah. And in all seriousness, when I think about this year on the road, I do think about generating content the whole time. Like the point would be to somehow spice up the show a little bit and and do some some different things from the road. But I do still have this problem of Monday night, which is that something is supposed to happen here at 6 p.m. on Monday nights as far as our listeners and our sponsors are concerned. That's the problem I have to fix. Fly in every Monday and then leave. Fly in every Monday. People take the show on the road. The whole show on the yeah. road. The, all I, of you want to go travel well, for no, a year. I oh, go. yeah. I'd yeah. do it. I ain't got shit to do. We go brewery to brewery. Well, this was my show idea anyway. I think I was going to do. Yeah. Uh, do like collaboration beers, you know, talk to the brewer, hang out. But yeah. Just a lot of video stuff. I like it. And then uh, you go like in a circle, and like two weeks later, three weeks later, you circle back. Then you have a tasting event at the same places. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Then you pick another part of the country and do that another circle. So I love that idea, but it's – see, now – see – I work for free, basically. Yeah. So I, for me, it's cheap. Yeah. We have to get sponsors, sponsors to, yeah, to cover no, that, which is possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not leaving tomorrow or anything. Well, Don't we'll worry. We'll be using ingredients. It'll be a week or two. I'm thinking ingredients would be the uh, Yeah, yeah, I see. Suppliers, <laughs> ingredients, suppliers, yeah. Really, if I may. You may. Thank you. Um, I think the main issue is you want to be alone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't want us around. It's that's like, certainly that's part true. of that. Uh, have... He wants to get away from yeah, you. Want, yeah, so there's this no way we're going to go with him because he's this like, be I mean, but, let's but face it. You'd have to hurt that. cats and uh, try to get yeah. away. That was, uh, that was smooth. <laughs> when it wasn't like, uh, oh, no, you know, screw all of you. It's, well, right. uh, sponsors and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Good. We're not the happiest team that was ever a team. <laughs> well, uh, so well, we're not the worst. I'll tell you that right might, now. We might not be the worst. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I feel like the world is passing me by as the longer I sit mm-hmm. behind this desk and do this show. Yeah, because you don't get out enough. You don't have enough fun. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Not nearly enough. I'm going to be dead soon. What do you want out of life, Justin? What do you? What's your end goal? Like, like on your deathbed. What do you want to be the happiest moment, the most productive, the most proud moment of your life? If you could have anything. To retire and do nothing. 
So when you're like 80, assuming you look at I got it. 60 uh, <laughs> on your deathbed. 40. 60 is too late. <laughs> yeah. No, and then and then you go, and then, you know, uh, you're, oh. you're just winding down. The blips are getting farther apart on the heart monitor. Yeah. And the doctor comes in and goes, Mr. Crossy has only a few more moments. Okay. And then we go, Justin, you know, what is, let's reflect on your life. You know, yeah. What would you like to really think about? What's your happiest moment? Let's go there. Let's go to your happy place. Before you, uh, you know, stop breathing, uh, boy. Would you say the moment I had to not work ever? Yeah, and of course that moment is in the future, so I'm just guessing, but yeah. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that that will be my greatest moment. It wasn't like uh, like um, you know leading the movement for a better craft beer. No, no, it wasn't uh, having a, an impact on the uh, on the uh, the industry that you made a living at. No. Because half the time, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, uh, but the other half, <laughs> people give a shit. Yeah, you're right. But my glass is usually half empty. So, mm. yeah. Spoken uh, like a true burnout over here, man. Just give this guy, <laughs> give this guy a vacation. And, right. and that's what it is. I'm just, I'm burnt out. Yeah. I'm uh, burnt out. Get this guy a pair of Birkenstocks I'm, and a, uh, and a VW bus. That's right. Yep. And I have one of those things already. You have a left Birkenstock? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm tired of begging for money and... Uh, yeah. It's been a long time. Tell me about it. I, you know, I'll tell you what it is. I enjoy, once we turn the microphones on, I'm having fun again. Yeah. But, like, thinking about it all day, I just go, mm, I could just get in that Volkswagen and not turn around. Just go. <laughs> I just, you know, I got, a, I got a clean pair of underwear in the drawer in the back and a full tank. Wear those four times. What does Kate <laughs> feel about this? Have you pitched this to her? Kate's down. Kate lets me do whatever I want. I could disappear as long as I want. She would like to disappear with me, I assume. Yeah. But like for a year, she'd be cool with you. I think doing, she would, doing I think, you. She's going to do her. And you're no, do I you. think she'd want to come with me. Actually, we're trying to know how that's going to work because one of us got to have a paycheck. Right. God well, knows it's not going to be me. She's being lazy at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she would do some or all of it. Uh, but look, if to answer your question, if yeah. it did work out where I was like, hey. I'm out of here for a year. Yeah, she'd be fine with it. She's yeah. cool. I would still, no matter what, I'd have to come back periodically. Sure. Uh, you know, I have a I have a bar to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we have different events that I can't really forego. We still have our Winter Bruce Festival. We still have the Great American Beer Festival. I'd come back for NHC. I would, I would, yeah. I would pop in for th- things. Sure, um, I think that's a great idea. So I'd but see you'd have a times. Sean O'Sullivan <laughs> yeah. schedule. You'd be like traveling. Most yeah, I'd just yeah. be on the road the rest of the time. I got an RV now. I just live in it. I mean, the I, the, the I, world is my oyster. I think we sh- we should uh, revisit the uh, the idea of doing a being on the road show, not just yeah. for being a not just for the anniversaries, right? But like an actual thing where we take it from brew to brewery and do games and do like a meet and greet, maybe maybe not. You know, mm, yeah, sounds like a lot of work. Press I, hand, but I want to do that. I just don't want to do, do it with you guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Right. Well, you're the one who, who pointed it out earlier. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, but I, I was hoping that, that uh, you know. So just phone it back know. in here every once in a while. So you yeah. don't have to just, see just what I'm we asking. Have to be here. Basically, no all I'm answer. saying is I just want to phone it in for the rest of my life, really, but I'll settle for a year. Take a year and see how it goes. I bet it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, so that's the other hard part. When I think about this realistically, I go, all right, I could pull it off for a year. It really would be no big deal. And, you know, we could still generate revenue and content and all that. The problem would be after a year, I'd be like, like when I have to when I have to turn the RV around, yeah, uh, it'd be a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to want to keep right on going. 
Yeah. You'd yeah. have listeners coming to find you. Would that be worse than us? Find Justin in, yeah. in the jungle. Uh, .com. The new game. <laughs> no, you would look... Look forward to the shows even less if you went out and did it. And right. Back. That's what I'm afraid of. So no, I do be, have You wouldn't even be. You already ran. You'd be gone for like tonight. I mean, I'm one foot out the door right now. So yeah. imagine what I'd be then. Once you, you had know. a taste of the open road. No, <laughs> Call in your 10 minutes and that'd be good. <laughs> and I'm out of here. All right. Well, just keep it in mind, everybody. You know. But... Yeah, thanks for the heads up. I'm going to start looking for another gig again. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I'd like you guys to carry on the show okay, somehow. We'll, we'll you know. do what we can. We'll, uh, we'll figure it all out. You'll feel better after three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, actually, you're right. And then I'll be like, see how good things feel? Why would I ever go back? All right, let me get through a few announcements. Uh, here's a frustrating one for me. So I know that you guys are going to, some of you maybe already bought flights or reserved the date or whatever. So if you think you're frustrated, uh, it was a whole thing for me. Winter Brews Festival. I mentioned last week, you know, we had it set for the 30th, like we always have it. And I was thinking of moving it to the Saturday before which is like the 23rd. Um, but it turns out that there's a big event happening at Drake's that day as well. And I don't want to, you know, we have a great... They have a banner over the... They sponsor the Winter Bruce They sponsor the Winter Bruce Festival. I have yeah. a great relationship with them. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to do an event on the same day as somebody else. So I, I kept looking at moving it here and moving it there and moving it around. You know, I finally just said, you know, fuck it. Uh, I'm just going to get out of the way of SF Beer Week. Uh, and SF the Super Beer Bowl. Week move... And the Super Bowl. SF Beer Week moved to me, just so everybody yeah, knows. Uh, it's usually two weeks later, and it always has been. And next year, it'll be back to where it was, so we can go back to our normal date where everyone just leaves us alone. <laughs> but this year, you know, I, I just I could tell that the brewers were being pulled in different directions, and I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So long story short, we're doing Winter Brews Festival in April. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. everywhere, it just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, I kept moving it around a week here and a week there, and just none of it was working out, and it, and it wasn't feeling right in terms of getting brewers involved and uh, being far enough away from other events. And I said, you know, screw it. April 2nd is, uh, I'm going to have to, I'll change the name. I don't know. I'll figure something yeah, out. It, well, it just could be what is spring. spring not, not su- any month you want, just not Summer Brews Fest. <laughs> right, we exactly. We got all those glasses. Uh, so, uh, I sent out the brewery invite again for April 2nd. So uh, I'm pretty positive. The date's not moving again. Uh, yeah. This is where we are now. I apologize if any of you bought flights out or anything like that. I, I don't know what to tell you. It was out of my hands. SF beer week moved frankly, without telling anybody until sort of the last minute. So uh, April 2nd is your uh, new Winter Bruce Fest this year. It'll go back to January next year, but now we're doing a nice spring. Gets me out of the way of El Nino, which has been stressing me out, to be honest. I've been waiting for it to dump rain on us on one of these winter fests. Really lucky. When, when was yeah. the... When was the uh... The two original days in January again? I forget. The 30th and the 23rd. All right. Let's watch and see if on yes. the 30th and the 23rd. If it rains. If it just fucking pisses on everybody. I know. And uh, I part of me wants it to so that oh, I feel yeah. better about the decision to have to move all the way out to April. But that's just what it is. So uh, mark your calendars, erase your calendars on the other dates, and then mark the new one. Um, it'll be Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, buys us a little bit of time and gets us out of the way of all that stuff. So hopefully it'll work out and you all want to come out and party with us anyway. 
Uh, I'm going to be in Portland next week, hitting the road, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, that's why I'm may off. come back? Yeah, may, may or may not come back. Yeah. Uh, so I'll put stuff on, on Facebook or whatever, but uh, if any of you guys are, are hanging out, you got any good recommendations of where I should be going in the Portland area, I'll be traveling with a gaggle of French brewers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, a bunch of Frenchmen are coming out. And uh, they want to see brew pubs and breweries, and so we're going to jump in the bunker, and I'm going to I'm going to show them around. Definitely go to Flat Tail. Uh, I, I am thinking of Flat Tail. We'll go party there. I want to go to Bend, and because we can hit a bunch of breweries in Bend. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we're spending most of our time in Portland. Then we'll make our way down, and we're going to hit um, Hamlet. Uh, I do. I want to go to Hamlet in, it's in, in the Pearl District in Portland. Prosciutto bar. Hey, I got to take the French people for charcuterie. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Do it. So, yeah. Uh, so shoot me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll be hanging out. I'm sh- you'll probably find me at Sassy's every night. I'll be there uh, Tuesday <laughs> through uh, Thursday night. So pretty much any time around 10 or later, you'll probably, if you're, you know, you don't need to follow me on Facebook. Right. Just go to Sassy's. Right. Um, and bring dollar bills. Yeah. Spreading good beer to, uh, to Paris. There's a there's a there's like a photo of me hanging in a Paris craft beer bar, like a giant Jesus looking photo. Yeah, because I'm part of the craft beer movement in Paris. Oh, okay, and uh, that's cool. isn't that creepy? Yeah. You're like an icon on the wall there. It's creepy. a weird thing. I got a photo of it, and I was like, oh, they have a Jesus on their wall, <laughs> and and the friend was like, no, that's you actually. <laughs> So, anyhow, these are some uh, publicans from Paris and some brewers from France and, and all around, and they're coming to see the beer scene. So, if cool. you're around, any of you uh, brewers out in the uh, Portland area and, and want to show us your brewery, they're just sponges for craft beer information right now. So, um, Stealing shoot me all of our free information. They are, yeah. So Typical free Frenchman. Yeah. Um, all right. Get your Moscow Hoplife gear at hoplifestore.com right now. Moscow's original artwork uh, put on shirts. And uh, can they buy prints there, too, on Hoplife gear? They can. And prints of, of really good stuff. So go check it out. You can also get BN Army gear in the store. Hit the store button on our, our homepage. And uh, if you want to support the show, which I recommend you do, I got traveling to do, you know. Uh, hit the Amazon link on our homepage. Do your Christmas shopping, your Thanksgiving shopping. I don't care what kind of shopping you do. Just click the Amazon link on the right side. If you have an ad blocker, I'm told, the Amazon link isn't showing up. I get angry emails about that sometimes. Like, well, you know, I have an ad blocker. It doesn't show up. And I'm like, well, how is that my fault? Well, also, how Turn do you, how your... do you not figure that out? I have an ad blocker, so your ad's not showing up. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to code it so that it's like, and by I, I mean, I had somebody else do it, uh, so that it doesn't. That the web doesn't think it's an ad. Yeah. Apparently that works in some browsers and it doesn't work in others. So if you're not seeing the Amazon link, turn off your ad blocker for a minute, click on it, and then you can just save it uh, like as a bookmark in your browser, and then you can use it all the time. But if you're not seeing it, that's why. And then you can do your Amazon shopping like normal. It doesn't cost you any more money. It's transparent. And we get a little piece of the action. It really helps a lot. A lot of you do it. And especially around Christmas time, it really helps us out around here. So if you could do that. Uh, do we have an Amazon product of the week? Well, I was looking through the uh, list of uh, all the uh, different products purchased, but I figured, you know what? Let's just go back to the glory days when we didn't have an Amazon affiliates account. Screw it. Oh, and we didn't have yeah. a product? Yeah, there's no product. There's no Amazon <laughs> accounts. And those were the great days, right? So, yes, those were it. the glory days. Yeah. It's true. Hmm. All right, well, fine. I am like the only person who's angrier than me. Uh, what else? Oh, subscribe and join the BN Army. Just click the, uh, what does it say? BN Army, I think. 
I think so. Little dog tag. Yeah. I don't know. What does our website look like? Let me have a look at our website. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, it says, oh, it's right there. It says donate. You click the donate oh. button. It's right there just above the uh, newsletter link and the Amazon link and the join the AHA link and the subscribe to BYO link. There are all the ways that you can support the BN. And if you hit the donate button, uh, you can sign up for as little as $2 a month, and it enters you for a chance to win a uh, $100 gift certificate to more beer. I don't. Uh, I don't see any of those links, um, but I do have my ad blocker on. Is that, you do. You have it on. Is that a problem? Okay, uh, that's a problem. Shit. Uh, all right, do that. Sign up, uh, become a donor, and it's a great thing to do. Uh, get all these updates and more over on Twitter, Facebook, and that one. And then send your show ideas to Scott the Jew, Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. dot com. Send feedback to feedback. At the Brewing Network. I found all the ads. Dot com. You turned off your ad blocker yeah. and, and they're right there. They're right there on the right hand side, brah. Yeah. I can't cure the ad blockers. <laughs> That's you gotta do that yourself. But um I took my engine out of my car and now my car won't start. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get emails about that too. <laughs> uh all sorts of things. Okay, uh, Twitter game. Yes. A Twitter game is brought to you today by the Labruski Cruise, which is the cruise that will be going on in the first week of March. Amazing. That I'm looking forward to. See, I like being on the road or on the, the water, water yeah. or whatever. Let's get the fuck out of here. You can join us by clicking the uh, Labruski Cruise link right on our homepage. It's above all those other links I was just talking about <laughs> on the right side. Um Again, you turn off your ad blocker. And then click that, and um, you can get, uh, I think right now it's 20 free drink tickets along with your cabin. It's pretty cheap, too. Uh, cabins are for two people, and it's a five-day cruise, and we're all going to be there partying with you. So, Do we get 20 uh, free drink tickets? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure we're going to get some free drinks somehow. I need to get my some uh, way. Uh, passport. Yes, I, I, need, re- I need to do that. Get shit. your passport. I re- everybody needs to get their passport yeah. who's going on this thing. I highly recommend have you you've never left the country? Uh, well, no. In uh, when I was sixteen, I went to uh, Mexico. Uh, but you could use your driver's license back then. No, I had I had a, I had a passport. Oh, but yeah. now it's just expired. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay, I'm not as handsome as I used to be. You could have used your driver's license back then, though. So I was sixteen. I didn't have a driver's license. Oh, who doesn't get their driver's license? Oh, that's right. Kids nowadays. I was nineteen wait. when I got my driver's license. Oh, my dad. Although was, you're my age, but my dad was an asshole. I was oh. seventeen. Well, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I, it drives me nuts about kids today. When I, the day I turned 16, yeah. I had an appointment at the DMV to get my license because I couldn't wait to get out of the house. Who wants to sit around the house? Well, your parents were like hippies. Uh, yeah. They didn't really give a shit. They were like asshole hippies, though. <laughs> right. But yeah. Uh, yeah and they didn't an care. Asshole. Yeah. But, and, but that, everybody around me did the same thing. But now I talk to people and their kids are 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Not, they don't have their license. All I can think is, what are they doing? They want to hang out with you at home? They're not mature enough. Yeah. Guess so. Get your license. Get out. Yeah, get leave, out. Leave. <laughs> get a job. Go on the road for a year. Yeah, just get in your Jeez. car. Just go. Grow up. They've been looking at Facebook for five years. They can't get away from it. <laughs> All right. Join us on the Lebruski Cruise. What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, I was thinking about, uh, uh, I was reminiscing, doing a little reminiscing myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot for the brewing community, I think. Uh, and I, I, I feel like the, uh, the brewcaster should all be remembered in some various way, shape, or form. Uh, so then I thought <laughs> we dying. should have a Brewing Network Hall of Fame. Oh. So I got to thinking, <laughs> who should be inducted into the Brewing Network Hall of Fame? Which brewcaster 
Okay. Uh, should be inter- inter- introduced in the and why? And why? So yes. only brewcasters. We're not talking guests here. <laughs> nope. We're just talking brewcasters. Brewcasters. Which brewcaster should be in the BN Hall of Fame? And okay. Why? And the Hall of Fame building is in Pacheco, right? It's like the Pacheco Community Center. Like I think if I think, we had a Hall of Fame, it has to be, right? Well, I think what we would do, we would buy the Rat Pad back. Oh, yeah. And set it up as a museum. I would love... Okay, if we were ever loaded one day, I <laughs> yeah. would totally buy the Rat Pad back. Yeah, for sure. For no particular reason. Well, it, it would, uh, you know, it would have Just all our crap. It would have biscuits, ashes <laughs> yeah. in it. There goes the yard yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Sam would light bottle rockets off on the back patio. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, which brewcaster would make it into the Brewing Network Hall of Fame? Brought and to you why? by the Labruski Crews. And why? Why is important. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's do a little bit of feedback. Um, oh, you want me to do that phone call? What's with the phone call, Beav? I read your writing, but tell me in person. I read your writing. Oh, God. Uh, so it's Peter, and he got his first ever medal, which was a gold, from one of Jamil's recipes from Mild, and he wants to say thank you. All right. While you're bitching about wanting to quit, somebody wants to thank you for your work. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. Feedback at the brewingnetwork.com. What's happening, dude? Hey. I'm good. I'm uh, Barley Boy on the forum. Um, so uh, I uh, just won my first medal, thanks to you guys. It Dude. A, uh, yeah, it's a gold in uh, English brown ale. I made a mild meals recipe from uh, Brewing Classic Styles. And um, the same beer also won um, third place in Best of Show. Congratulations, oh, wow. man. Wow, best uh, third place in Best of Show, too. That's nice. What, uh, comp- yeah, what competition so. was it? Uh, Son of Brazil in Cleveland. In Cleveland, all right. Well, congrats, yeah. man. How long have you been brewing? Um, I started brewing about four years ago. Had a bunch of problems and quit. And uh, found uh, Brewing TV, and then through them, you guys, and uh, figured out what was going wrong. And um, I've been going strong since a year and a half ago since. All right. And you enter a lot of competitions. Um. Not as many as I'd like to, but I think I'm going to enter quite a few more. It's yeah. fun, huh? Now you got a little taste of success. Yeah. yeah. Take it from me. Stop trying. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> That's right. Didn't you? You got what, James? You got one medal and then never again? Uh, yeah. Was that the deal? Uh, pretty much, yeah. JP's like, go on top. Yeah. <laughs> Third place or nothing. <laughs> Or bust. Just don't even. It's not worth it. Yeah. What was the What was the score on your beer, Peter? Uh, thirty-seven. Nice. It's pretty good. That's actually yeah. very good. Yeah, I think right. A nice yeah. 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 All right, brother. Yeah, well, I've never scored that high on anything before. But, uh, <laughs> anything yeah. in, neither in Thank life you. or in uh, brewing. <laughs> yeah, life or brewing. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a failure except for this one beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, exactly. man. I'm proud of you. And thanks for calling and letting us know, dude. Yeah, thank you. All right, Have buddy. a nice night. Take care. He got a 12 on his SATs. It was better than a D minus in math. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of D minuses in math. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the only reason I graduated was because my math teacher just let me go enter my own scores into the grade book? <laughs> yeah. I, was ta- I, had to, I had to pass wow. geometry to get out of school. And uh, my teacher, I think he's dead now, so I think I can say his name. Maybe I ought to play it safe it and not say his name. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't, uh, Mr. Yee. 
Uh, Mr. Yee was great. He, he was hung over every day. You could tell. And um, uh, anyhow, it was the second time I had taken geometry because I failed it when I was a junior. And I needed to pass this math class to, to, to graduate. And I, it wasn't going to happen. And I was doing great at everything else. I just couldn't do this math thing. And so <laughs> this thing. So after a while, like my homework would get really backed up. And so I'd come in with this pile of homework and he'd go he would just sort of wink at me and go um why don't you just go enter your homework your homework into the grade book he would wink at you he handed you the red pen and he's like i'm looking the other way dude yeah so i would go in and i would just change all my test scores to like so that i like i wasn't you know a c minus i wasn't gonna well no you don't want to be too (laughs) weird about it you don't call attention so what did you have to do in return nothing the guy it was an unspoken uh i always thought i photos (laughs) yeah uh no there were no blowies there were no photos standing Uh, in the corner and your wife runs i didn't uh, even bring him like a six-pack of natty light like nothing it was this unspoken thing where he was like look i don't think you're a bad kid i don't i'm not going to be the one who holds you back yeah um the grade book's over there i can't do it all this happened unspoken by the way (laughs) i can tell he's like i can't change your scores that's highly (laughs) illegal but if i have you go enter your homework into the book and you change the scores how do I know what's so happening? this was unspoken. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you broke into this dude's room and changed your scores. <laughs> no, and then, no. He, and then you walked in the last day of class, gave him a wink and a nudge, <laughs> turned around and walked out. And he goes, what the fuck is that about? No, no. He was always sitting right there. It was a full class of people. And I just was over there, you know, entering my homework into the grade book. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't have graduated <laughs> oh, without, uh, without that level of success. Wow. Without that level of success. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a level of success at no, all. No. 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 Yeah, great. You did good. I thought so, too. <laughs> uh, hey, I went on to graduate college cum laude or whatever it is. So yeah. Thank got... you, Mr. Yee, for believing in me and knowing that I would never, ever need math again right. after your class. Right. It would have been so. great if you just entered F's. And then he's like, damn, kid. He's <laughs> like, I'm trying to help you here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Just winking at you for a year. Yeah. Finally, you got it. All right, let's do some feedback. Feedback's yes. brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com if you need help starting up your brewery or if you need help with your trademarks like I do, uh, then John can help you. And he protects our hop grenade. Kid's working hard lately. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah driving me nuts. Uh, but John does a great job over at BeerLawCenter.com. All right, Brad writes in, congratulations on Hop Grenade IPA. But what's with the mopiness when talking about the Grenade IPA, Justin? It seems like a huge accomplishment. Was it too much work? Congratulations, <laughs> and try not to shoot yourself from Brad. Um, yeah, it wasn't any work. I didn't yeah. have to do anything on that But one. that may have been too this much. It's the perfect job. I, did, right. I walked into Heretic Brewing Company. I took a sip of Heretic IPA, and I said, change the name, boys. That's yeah. my new beer. <laughs> but you didn't have to walk. <laughs> I did have to did walk. Did you take in, a break yeah. in between? And I had to wheel out a ke- Oh, no, Kevin wheeled Kevin out the that, keg. Yeah. Um, you had to hang out with Kevin. I don't remember sounding mopey. I think I was mopey because... Um, I want a big production Brewing Network IPA, yeah, and that's just not going to happen anytime soon. So this was like a little one-off to to take care of some other things, yeah, some other you were mopey, irons in the fire. But you were it, it was a concession, concession yeah. IPA. It, what right? Yeah. So so what what you heard was that the kind of real and official hop grenade IPA that I hope takes the world by storm one day right. isn't here yet, right? Although that. 
IPA is damn good. No, I mean, good. flavor-wise, uh, I have nothing against this this beer. I just mean it's it's only half ours, kind of. Sure. It's a heretic beer with Hop Grenade IPA on it. You yeah. know, I've licensed Hop Grenade IPA there to you that. Go. Uh, so that's probably what you heard, Brad. Had I opened up a brewery and was you know really pumping out Hop Grenade IPA, you might have heard. A different level of mopiness. Uh, all right, Kyle writes in. Um, this is about Doc. Hi, Kyle. He says, hi, all. I recently uh, listened, actually he listed, to the September-October sessions in binge mode and realized what had been missing from the show lately. Doc! It's because he rambles, he slurs, and has comments from way out in left field, but he lets the show toe the line of hilarious and painful. And just to be clear, it's perfect. When he was uh, missing from the 1019 show, everyone was more subdued. I'm listening to the 112 show now and happy to hear that Doc was in the studio. I realize that your schedule probably limits your appearances, Doc, but please make the show when you can. Thanks from Kyle. All right, I'll pass the message. He's not here. So, <laughs> no talk today. All right, Russ writes in. Russ with one S. Is that Roos? I think he's French. It's Roos. Yeah, Roos. Uh,. He says, that's titled, I don't know how you do it. Uh, first off, I love you guys. I'm listening to the show from October 12th and literally crying laughing. Uh, I'll admit I'm a little drunk, but um, I was you guys to listen to yourselves. Uh, he wants us to listen to ourselves. Maybe. Uh, the Adam and Eve commercial, maybe 35 minutes before the end of the show. And then he's, the quote he has from it is the hateful eight. He said it's the funniest shit I've ever heard, uh, I've heard in a long time. Uh, Russ from Tennessee. I don't remember any of it. I think, uh, I, I, I want to say it was me, but uh, you know, who knows. Was it one of the movies or something? No, well, yeah, well, like we're talking about uh, the DVDs, and yeah. uh, someone said their favorite was The Hateful Eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, glad, I'm glad we make you laugh. I like that part of my job. Um, who's this? I don't know who this is, but it's titled The BN Army Secret Santa. Put out a plate of tasty cookies and a tall glass of milk stout. The ninth annual BN Army Secret Santa is officially on. I'd appreciate it if I could get uh, if it get mentioned on the show. Well, here you go, buddy. Unfortunately, I'm always working when the show is live, so I can't call in. So here's the Cliff's notes. He says, Secret Santa Homebrew Exchange, open to all BN Army members in good standing. The cutoff date is November 30th. Info on how to enter is in the forum under general beer related. So if you go to our website and you hover over the community link, you'll find our forum there and uh you can go in and then uh check out general beer related you'll find a topic there um oh three hoes and an elf is the name of the person who sent all that information there you go all right tim writes in uh this is titled skydiving is stupid now this is a good story i read this earlier today <laughs> this is a good one right said he's listening to justin's skydiving story this week and it made this story pop in his memory when was i telling a skydiving last story? uh i think it was last week yeah last show it was about you and your fascination with watching plane oh, crashes yeah, and yeah. how you like knowing like thinking about dying because yeah. you're a strange strange little man now i remember yeah. Okay. So here's his story. He says about 14 years ago, I was working for Bank of America and they would send a weekly employee spotlight email out to the department. One week, the focus was an executive in Charlotte that was recovering from a skydiving accident. Apparently, she pulled the cord and nothing happened. Um, <laughs> she landed on a fire ant nest. Ugh. 
He says this is uh, this happened in South Carolina, which is basically one giant uh, one giant fire ant nest, uh, and was then swarmed by fire ants while she laid there <laughs> unconscious. She survived because the ground was so much softer where the ants had dug it up uh, to build their nest, and the venom from hundreds of bites made her body dump in adrenaline to counteract it. Uh, a hell of a way to survive, he says, from Tim. Uh, <laughs> you're unconscious, yes. you're you get mauled by fire oh, ants. Fell out of a plane. And they saved you. Oh. They saved your life. Uh, oh, no. Mm-mm. It's a tough way to go, too. Uh, I mean, she didn't go. But imagine, like, you know, right up until the moment of impact, that you're going to die by hitting the ground <laughs> at an enormous rate of speed. It's a crazy thing to think about. And, uh... Well, luckily she landed on a pile of fire ants, I guess. (laughs) Never thought you'd hear that in the same sentence. All right, Philly Chill writes in, hey, I'm not a fan of the new logo. All right. And uh, Jesse from Connecticut writes in, dear BN crew, I've thought about donating to the BN lately. Um, (laughs) Great. Good. Just think about it. Hmm. I wonder if I should donate to the bin. Uh, what would squirrel? that look like? <laughs> what would that look like <laughs> if I that, did that? What would that look like? Uh, no, he goes. He says, I, I've thought about donating to the BN lately, but never pulled the trigger on it. Uh, as I was driving two-plus hours to Boston this past weekend, I enjoyed a few other BN shows and started listening to the Central Coast Brewing Session episode for the second time, listening to Justin ask brewers for their support. I thought about the financials of the shows you guys put on and was thinking that there can't be that much there, and I honestly don't know how you do it. That's, I mean, we've pretty much been saying that. Right. Since That's, day four. Yes. Um, what does he say? It got me thinking, too, uh, thinking too about the BN content uh, that I currently consume on a weekly basis as compared to other stuff that I actually subscribe to. So this morning, I did subscribe to the BN Army as a corporal. Yes. Thanks, buddy. Jesse says, I would encourage others to think about other crap that they subscribe to and think about adding the BN. Just because you can get it for free doesn't mean it's not worth paying for. Keep up the good work, guys. Jesse from Connecticut, my home state. Those Connecticut people are good people. Well, so far, just that one. We don't know about any other one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, if you could sign up and support us, it would be a, a great thing. It would change lives around here. <laughs> well, so, maybe. You know. I estimate that about... Two percent of our listeners donate. Just to give, hmm. just to give you an idea of how many we we download, uh, we we transfer hundreds of gigabytes, hundreds of them every month in show content to unique IP addresses. So we calculated there's something there's somewhere around seventy percent, or sorry, seventy thousand uh, listeners out there downloading, and um, maybe one percent. Don't do my don't do the math though. No. Like, don't trust my math. Right. But it's somewhere around one percent. As far as you know, they're all doing it and someone's skimming up the top. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't like, get it. Where is everybody? It's such a weird thing. <laughs> PayPal's fucking me. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yeah, think about it if you if you got an extra couple bucks. All right, uh, let's see. Nate in Copenhagen. This this whole email is a um, It's amazing. It's a McKellar bash. Yeah. <laughs> Which why I think it's amazing. Ooh. Bite my tongue. I don't have anything against McKellar, uh, and I, so I don't know why it's being sent to me. But well, it's uh, uh, well, does it taste oxidized in Copenhagen too, or is, it, is that the problem? It's just a home brewer with a brand. What, what's, what's the problem? Uh, well, all right, um, it's titled "Is Our Children Learning Beer?" 
which is a great title. Um, right. <laughs> if you ask me. Clearly, English is not his second language. All right. Hi from Copenhagen. Hi. I, I just want to say thank you for all the good information and JP's opinions. My opinion is, I like this. If it weren't for you guys, I would be a lot worse off because I live here. And here, people think McKellar is the bee's knees for craft beer. I was at his main tap room the other day and stared at the board trying to find something that sounded appetizing. I started with the flat white, a coffee stout with lactose. And yes, it was, except brown. Then I tried a triple IPA. Um, which he says was three Floyds co-produced and wished I had some pancakes for that syrup. Uh, It left me wondering how many people actually end up drinking more than one of his beers, uh, or the same variety anyway, at a time. Um, And then today I saw this quote. I I think he's saying this quote was from from him. All of this is not my uh, information. It's just in an email. Uh, I guess the quote was, I don't enjoy making beer. He says, I like making recipes and hanging out. And Nate says that it shows. So <laughs> thanks to you guys, I can now go home and drink an amazing uh, double IPA with my friends because is learning because I is learning beer. Uh, mission accomplished. Cheers, Nate in Copenhagen. P.S. Don't change horses midstream. <laughs> I don't know what that Some is. Vague, right. shifty Copenhagen. Right, Do not walk in the middle of the road. You get hit. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know what to tell All you. Right, fine, thanks. I will say this. Yes. Keller's gotten my dream job. I mean, the yeah. guy does just travel around and doesn't yeah. own a brewery. Doesn't brews it, he hangs out and brews well, some beer with people. He, he emails the recipe. He's, he's got, giving the middle finger back by going, ha ha, look, I can yeah, get away with this. He's got yeah. restaurants and bars uh, all over the world. Uh, I kind of envy the dude. Near as I can tell, it's like a yeah. par- it's a parody of American craft beer, and he's just laughing all the way to the bank. It's he's awesome. doing great and having a great time doing it. He's he a good marketer, might be sure. my idol. I might have to switch my idol from Tony McGee, who clearly works too hard, right. even though he's a stoner, uh, over to McKellar, who is kind of living the dream. Yeah, and he partners every place he opens. And you know why he partners? He hasn't said this. I just, as a fellow lazy person, I know why. Because <laughs> then he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He just puts his name on it. Yeah. Right. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Make all the bad beer you want, dude. <laughs> he is. Don't worry. All right. Matt writes in. <laughs> Late night listening in the UK. Hey, Brewcasters. I've been listening to the session for a few months now, and I don't know whether it's getting even better or whether I think that because I've been systematically going through the lunch meat archives whilst I brew at night. <laughs> um, I guess he gets home from his regular job at 8 and then brews until 2 a.m. and then three hours of sleep and then back in the morning to go to work. Ugh. He says, I heard somebody bitching a while ago about how your guests were talking too much about business and not enough about beer. I say, screw that. More talk about business and the trials and tribulations of setting up a brewery. Because surely that's what every home brewer dreams of, right? And without the knowledge of people that have done before, uh, we're all doomed. I've just sunk 20,000 pounds into a secondhand five-barrel brew house with five fermenters and all the gubbins that goes along with it. Must be a British word. Yeah. Uh, and have sat in the warehouse at my day job whilst we raise enough working capital to get a premises and get the business started. Uh, we reckon another 20,000 pounds should do it. Uh, I just want to say thanks for all of the shows on the BN. They really helped me through the week. And uh, once I work out where the funds of my next set of bills is coming from, I'll be sure to chuck you a few pennies to say thanks in a way that actually helps. Laters from Matt, Nameless Brewing Limited. So There you go. Uh, yeah. Hey, good luck, Matt. Yeah, I'm glad, glad we could help. I do think that when I finally retire, 
To answer your question, JP, about what would I be proud of on my deathbed, we here as a team on this show and the other shows and all of the time we spent have produced, and I'm being very serious here, a serious wealth of information that anybody could use to open a brewery, to become a better brewer, to to make great craft beer. That I am very proud of, and I do think that one day when I'm done, I'll go, well, here you go. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> here's your here's your ten years. That's probably going to be a few more years. So here's your fourteen and a half years of uh, brewing knowledge. You're welcome. I'm out. Adios. Yeah. Drops the mic. Put everything behind the paywall and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The two hundred dollar a month play wall, paywall. Yeah. All right. Why don't we take ourselves a quick break? Because we've got work to do tonight. We're going to talk to uh, our friend Derek Smith here from Moylan's Brewing Company. He's the brewmaster. And uh, we're going to hang out and drink. You know what we have on tap? Now, now Derek, I, I went over to my, my general manager because I was looking at the menu. I, was, I wanted to get a Moylan's beer before the program started, right? Double kilt lifter. It's like 11%. Right? It's your anniversary beer, right? That's the way to start. Yeah, so I said to Kevin, I was like, Kevin, what are you trying to do to me, man? I got to drink double kilt lifter on this show all night? I'm going to get hammered with Derek. That's you... how we do it at Moylan. <laughs> it is how you... Believe me, I know. That is how you do it. Right. <laughs> that is no secret. All right, why don't we take a quick break when we come back? I'll try some double kilt lifter, and we'll talk to Derek from Moylan's. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. 
This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at BrewersPublications.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and roast. Rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House online at creekmonkey.com. Brewcasters are back. Hey, 
Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. we got a lot to do today. Before we move on, I want to remind you about Double Blaze Brewing, raising a little bit of cash so that they can open a brewery in Temecula, California, looking to open up in mid-2016. Uh, it's been started by Jacob Mitchell. Uh, it was a home, homebrew project that he started in 2012, and now he's going for a two-and-a-half-barrel, four-vessel system, and ten-barrel fermenters, trying to raise just a measly $80,000. You can go over to kickstarter.com right now and search Double Blaze Brewing. Uh, he's also uh, running a raffle. So for all pledges of $50 or more, um, he's going to be doing a raffle for either uh, you can brew a beer that you design with them, with Double Blaze Brewing when they Ooh. open. Yeah, you get to design the beer and then go brew it with them. Or a lifetime membership to their Trailblazers Rare Beer Club. So two great ways, uh, or incentives rather, to support a wonderful project in Double Blaze Brewing if you donate, uh, if you pledge $50 or more. So go over to kickstarter.com right now, search Double Blaze, and uh, help a fellow home brewer uh, realize their dream down there in Temecula, California, especially if if you're a, a SoCal beer fan, because you're just going to get another great brewery out of it. So go check it out. All right. Derek Smith. What up? It's a funny thing, me and Derek. I've known Derek for years around the beer scene. We were just joking before the uh, before the we came back here that uh, this getting Derek on the show is like eight years in the making. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> so Derek was at, and we're going to learn all about his uh, brewing history, uh, a lot of different breweries. Um, but he was at Black Diamond Brewery, which is right around the corner here. Um, and we would see each other at beer festivals everywhere. Hey, let's let's do a show. Why don't you come on? I just and it never worked out. Uh, and I, I joked to Derek. I think I should make it a thing now that I never let the brewer at Black Diamond on the program until they leave and go to another brewery. It's now a tradition because it was like the closest brewery. To the old Martinez Studios. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> it really was. You would always ask and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I, I've got time, I've got time," and then I never would. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, I don't have time to do it." Yeah. <laughs> so we've never worked it out. Eight years later, you're at one of the farthest breweries from in the, the Bay stu- Area, in the yeah. Bay Area from the studio, and here you are. <laughs> I've, now I've got plenty of time, right? That's right. Now. You don't live down in Concord still, I hope. Maybe. Oh, no. I've always lived in Oakland. Oh, okay. Because Oakland's where it's at. So Oakland to Novato, is that where Moylands is? What's it? Yeah. So it's basically the same distance in the car from my house to Novato as it is to Concord. To almost. Concord. So that's not a bad commute at all. For Except you. for when the bridge sucks, which <laughs> is more and more these days. So Yeah. Um, How did it happen that you became the brewer for Moylands? Uh, it was about the time that I was leaving... Um, Black Diamond that um, Denise over Denise Jones over mm-hmm. at Moylands uh, was looking to do a startup with um, some people over Napa. Yeah, and um, she just texted me um, one day while I was thinking about leaving, and and uh, so she said, "Hey, I've, I've, I'm thinking about leaving. You know, you want to talk to Brendan?" And then um, so I just kind of went and started talking to Brendan, and then all of a sudden it was like. It all happened really, really quickly. Okay. I could see that with, with Brendan. He seems like a handshake kind of a guy. He comes in, If he likes you, if you got good brewing chops, all right, have the job. Don't fuck it up, kid. It was pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was like we sat down and we had, like, lunch, and then all of a sudden he was like, so do you want the job or what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was very quickly yeah. kind of, like, consummated over, like, you know, <laughs> a Reuben sandwich and, and a pint of stout or something like that. Yeah. Quickly. 
how is he to work for? He seems also, I know that he is a smart guy and he runs two businesses, but he seems kind of hands-off with his brewers. He's he's honestly got like four things going at the okay. same time. So sure. He's, you know, he's got like the two pubs and then he's got the distillery as well. Oh, right. Of course. So, you know, and everyone's always asking, asking him for something. Yeah. So it's kind of like he kind of like doesn't stand over you on the day-to-day operations. It's mm-hmm. more kind of, hey, we should do this or, hey, we should do this. And so it's it's not like I have to like, hey, I'm going to order these hops this week. Is that okay <laughs> kind of thing. Right. And um, you can design your own beers and things too? Yeah. So yeah. for the most part, it's very much like um, I say, hey, I'd like to make this sour brown ale. Yeah. What do you think? He goes, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm like, but it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, Just we it. should do that. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm like, and I've already brewed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, it's coming down the pipeline anyway. So yeah, it's, um, and so he kind of gets that and it's very much, um, you know, we've tried to do a little bit, I've tried to do a little bit more different things than what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and tried to really work on, um, things that are you know denise has her perspective and then i have my perspective and that was one of the things that we talked about when i started is the fact that he's not expecting me to be denise and he wants me to be me yeah and um he's just said you know do what you like to do but these are the beers that we like that we have to have all the time sure you have your core beers and that's understandable And so yeah i've kind of like i looked at those core beers and i've uh i don't i've done like little tweaks of each one but i haven't really like you know, rewritten the playbook as far as like double IPA or Moorlander double IPA or Hopsicle. Okay. It's like I've done like little tweaks here and there, um, but it's, you know, I still know that we have a big fan base yeah. and that I'm not trying to redo the whole portfolio of beers for Moylands. What kind of tweaks does a, does a brewer make when, when you come in and you have this core? Like, Moylands has been around for 20 years, 20 right? 20 years, so, yeah. So I mean, you have so this core brand. What do you think about as a brewer? You come and you taste a beer that you know is a successful beer, but you, you want to do, like, a little something to it. What do you think about? So for me, it was really about, like, looking at, um, you know, we have four or five hoppy beers in our portfolio all the time. And so for me, it's very much about differentiating each of the hoppy beers. Okay. You know, so it's, and then, you know, trying to stay on trend with all the new hops and things like that. And knowing that, like, the trends that, you know, the hops that are, were big in 1995 aren't as big as they are now, you know. So there's been this whole change as far as, like, you know, Super Pine, Simcoe, yeah. Citra, Mosaic, Equinox kind of trend. And then saying that, you know, hey, maybe we should feed some of these hops into this beer and some of these hops into that one. And so that maybe we kind of change the profile a little bit a good but idea. without like totally changing the whole structure of the beer. You yeah. know, the malt bill is pretty simple. You know, it's two row and Kara eight and maybe a little Munich. Um, but keep it simple. Let the hop shine through um, big late additions, mm-hmm. big, huge dry hop. Um, but other than that, it's really about letting, those big hoppy beers um, shine through. Um, for things like the Kilt Lifter, that's our our um, flagship beer. Yeah, just maybe one minor tweak. You know, maybe you know instead of using Munich, we use some Melanoidin, um, which gives it a little bit darker hue to it. Okay. Um, so I think I enhance the maltiness a little bit more. Um, but those tweaks, you know, it's something that's kind of happened over the course of 
two years. So okay. You got to get the, to know the beers first, right? Yeah. That was the whole first thing was like I walked in and the first like two weeks it was like, you know, bartenders were like, what do you want? And I'm like, can you give me a sampler set, please? Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of like, they're like, well, why do you always order a different beer? I'm like, because I don't know what these beers taste like. <laughs> right. Or, you got to get to know it. Or So that was the big thing was like getting to know what the flavor profile is and, and actually talking to the bar customers. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the last thing I want to do is piss off people who have been there going there for 20 years and saying, oh, you changed my favorite beer. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I might change it a little bit. Um, trying to make but, it better. But I'm trying to make it better. And, you know, I don't necessarily brew the same way Denise brews, mm-hmm. which necessarily isn't a good thing or a bad thing. I just think it's different. Sure. Um, so we all have our, you know, I, I want to say I have my perspective and I wanted to put my perspective on uh, some of those beers that we do make. Sure. Well, and one thing I know about Brendan, too, is that even though, you know, he has been around and Moylan's has been around for, for 20 years, he doesn't want to just rest on his laurels. He wants to, to be relevant and make great beer and, and really, you know, do what he got into this thing for. And anyway. that was a big part of our conversation. Like he and I had a big conversation at GABF mm-hmm. um, and we were really kind of walking around the hall and, you know, he was like, what is the one big thing you took away from GABF? And I was like, the biggest thing I took away was other than peanut butter beers. <laughs> Yeah. Was um, was staying relevant. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. new breweries out there this yeah, year yeah. or these year these days that like it's really about you know just because we've been around for 20 years doesn't mean that we have to rest on our laurels. We mm-hmm. have to stay relevant and we have to kind of fight our way through all of these thousands of other breweries that are out there sure. to get tap handle space and well you won another medal this year i think you guys are doing a good job of staying at the top of the pack you're also putting beer in cans you can get kilt lifter in cans kilt right lifter in cans made up we actually make them over at heretic um nice yeah um chris does a great job with that i think they're actually canning it today beautiful um, so that's the whole thing is you know we just do the one uh package at heretic um kilt lifter mm-hmm. um they do make some mount tam for marin brewing company as well love that beer um i love it too it's mm-hmm. great too. that's a good pale ale um i've actually made some mount tam at our pub okay you know, to kind of bridge the gap between mm-hmm. um how much of the moylan's beer stays right in the pub you know percentage wise what I would, would you say think probably like 30 percent. we do a fair amount of uh, distribution uh, and i think that's kind of how we've built a little bit of Moylan's is the fact that we sell some at the pub and it's mm-hmm. a fairly large pub it is yeah um but all of our tanks are really large scale so we have um a bunch of 40 barrel fermenters and a 20 barrel system so that we can feed the pub some beers and then we send a fair amount out for distribution um the same way that marin doesn't really have the capabilities to um ship as much beer um, because they sell so much over the bar. Sure. All of their their system is a lot smaller. What is theirs? A seven barrel? It's a 15. Oh, it is to 15. Yeah. God, it looks so small up in the front Mm. there. They put it in a small space. it's like 13. Oh, you should see our system. I did see it. Actually, yours kind of blew me away the other day when I was up there. It is is pigeonholed in there. It is, and all the fermenters up on the second floor. Yep. Everything Uh, has to go upstairs and then come back downstairs. And um, just imagine, like, if you feel like one or two kegs for yeah. the bar, 
carrying them down those stairs. Oh, man. I was thinking um, about that and, and all, all sorts of carrying stuff around. Can I invite my listeners to go check out the brewery? You guys do tours, right? Oh, yeah. Um, people we, should go see it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, you, yeah, we have people there seven days a week, so it's pretty easy to, to stop by and get a tour. Yeah. Um, so when I went in there, and here's what I just recommend people do when you go on that tour. Go check it out and keep in mind that it was built. 20 years ago because to me it actually looks it's a modern brew house you guys uh but the way you put it in it's crazy same equipment from 20 years ago yeah and um we've just managed to figure out how to turn eight fermenters into putting out almost five thousand barrels of beer (laughs) which is like amazing because we just it's nonstop. And by the way, the fer- I asked these questions because I was getting a tour, and I just I was fascinated by the space. The fermenters are on the second floor, and they had to be brought in through a second-floor window. Which they have, yeah, so you have to, like, it's almost like barn doors that you have to open these windows <laughs> out to. Yeah. And then you kind of, like, crane it on its side, and then there's, like, this thing that can't, kind of stands them up, and then you slide them on in. And- I think Brendan told me there's, like, an inch of room all the way around when you put the fermenters through that barn door window. Mm. And uh, But you do pump out a lot of beer from there. It's it's amazing how much we pump out of there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you don't have to carry bags of grain up and down those yeah, stairs, do. do you? you do. Yeah, we do, because the mill house is actually... Right above the brew house. God. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we have this awesome two silo system, um, mm. which actually allows us to be. I know we're probably going to talk about that in a while, but yeah. like we do have two silos that allows us a lot of flexibility of having two different types of base malt. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything, any kind of Munich or caramel malt or whatever specialty malts I want to use, or if we're going to do a Pilsner or something like that. Yeah. It's 40 bags right up and down the stairs. No wonder your malt bills are simple. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's why. Like, I'm going to carry more of that. So why don't there. you put like an auger system in that uh, auger that stuff up? There's no um, room. Because there's no room. No, no uh, space to put a... Because uh, uh, the mill's upstairs, so you're still going to have to like truck it upstairs. And actually, well, we have like this hole well, in the mill room that um, you could actually pulley it up. Oh. But um, somebody fell through the hole um, about Whoops. five to ten years ago. Sorry, I'm laughing. And but, so they but, covered the hole. So they covered the hole yeah. because – As a memorial. Well, they, let's speak. They duct taped the hole is what they did. They actually put like a piece of plywood down and stuck pallets over it so we could put more grain on there top of There you go. It. Yeah. So that nobody could actually move the hole. So Did the um, person survive? I feel bad I laughing. I believe so. I think okay. they just like broke yeah. a couple legs and maybe oh, separated a shoulder or something like that. Happens. But, um, that was before my time. Wow. Might so you can't gosh, use the pulley hole that anymore. Might have been so you put the sacks on your shoulder and go up the steps? Yep. <laughs> are they steep steps like typically you find in a brewery? Or are um, they, uh, well, there's, I think there's about 25 or 30 oh, steps. Okay. They're and not then, bad, no. Not they're bad. not No, they're not so like the, the brewer's are, deck yeah, steps, no. Those are horrible. Yeah, it's not the steps. It's actually, once you get up to the top of the steps, it's actually going through the five fermenters, going through the grain. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That are worse because those tanks are separated by about like... Three feet or it's two shoulder two and a half width, feet. maybe. maybe. So yeah. you're not going to carry that with with sample ports and like racking arms sticking out. Right. So it's, you almost got to put that bag on top of your head. To get That's what that. I was thinking. You got a Chiquita banana that so thing, kind of something like that. Um, I've and gotten it, I've gotten a lot better at it than when I first started. But the idea is that we try to get 
young people into the booth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and guest words. They turn like over Nate. really quick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, and we're going to hear about your recipe. You're sitting, Nate's uh, suggesting all these specialty malts for this. Hell and no. you're like, nope, nope. Hell no. no. <laughs> Nate's going, God, he's not very creative. No, no, Darren knew how to guide me correctly. He's like, okay, how am I going to not bring how as am many I not bags carry through? anything upstairs? <laughs> yeah. And there's so, so much going on in the brew house. I can tell every time you have to walk through something like that, you're thinking of five things you probably have to do at that very moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they've had a dumbwaiter system for like 200 years. <laughs> That's where somebody fell through the yeah, exactly. floor. So somebody falls through the floor and all of a sudden, oh, shit, no more dumbwaiter. But, no dumbwaiter. But one time in 20 years? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. Yeah, but we have people have kegs fall on them or something like that, and then you got to pay for that. And so the idea is to simplify everything. So, like, yeah. you know, sometimes we don't have the sharpest tools in the shed that show up at the asking for jobs. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to weed those but, out. Yeah. Bag of grain on your shoulder. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brendan's pretty good at um, weeding, weeding them out. Hey, you're test. an idiot. Leave. This. First, this first test is carry a bag of grain up through and <laughs> try, not to, try not to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> Make them carry it open. Don't spill a grain. Yeah. So how did you get into brewing? How long ago and where did oh, you it's start? Been a long time, right? Um, so I've been brewing for about 13 years. Um, I first started in the beer community um, right after college. I took a sabbatical from... Um, I love sabbaticals. Right? They're so much fun. So <laughs> I decided great, too. To, right? Uh, so I went to the, the UK um, to just kind of pal around and work in a pub and kind of figure life out in general. And um, the job I ended up getting hired for was at um, the White Horse in Parsons Green, which is, ends up being like this pretty well-known pub in london mm-hmm. um i didn't happen to know it at the time but kind of fell into this thing and um really kind of got the beer bug that way okay um, started pulling pints and then asked to work in the cellar there and and mark is mark dorber who's the who used to be the publican there was really into like his beers and really kind of um kind of nurtured um a lot of people when you took an interest in beer okay kind of really nurtured people into pointing them into the right directions introducing them to the right people um and that's really how it started i met a lot of people um working in the cellar there um a lot of like actual local people would come over um Mm. during for for a great british beer festival okay like um doug ashcraft and um yeah uh, um, Lee Shepard and all these kind of people would come over and I give them tours and then they were like, "Remember that when I gave you that tour in the cellar?" And I'm like, uh, um, "I gave a lot of people a lot yeah. in the cellar." Yeah, um, a lot of Americans spend that. Yeah, that yeah. Had, but, you, uh, but you, you uh, met Grant. What was his name? Grant, Grant Johnston. Yeah, who yeah. was the brewer at Black Diamond? Uh, yeah, at the time he was working um, in a pub. Or he worked in a brew pub in. Um, somewhere in London and would come there and he kind of, we kind of met and had pints one day. And so I kind of continued that relationship with him okay. all the way th- um, up until when I started working at Black Diamond. Everyone used um, to say Grant was an asshole. I met him once and he was nice enough to me, but the rumor about Grant was that he was an asshole. Grant has, is a, is opinionated? Is that the right? Okay. Um, Maybe that's all. Was. People can't handle uh, people's strong opinion. And, I guess I could sit there and say... Grant is an asshole. But if, that's not what you meant. Um, he was just opinionated? He'll call you out on your stuff, that kind of thing. Being an asshole is mean-spirited. I uh, guess if I want to be a dick, across. I could say Grant is an asshole. But, okay. Um, 
he, he's very opinionated and has uh, his philosophy. And so sometimes we butted heads on philosophy. In the brew house, I assume. Um, I think, you know, he's he's been around for forever. Yeah. I think that he um, has his percep- perception of how things um, work. And um, when you start scaling up things to, like, a massive size, um, you know, some of the things that we would do, I was like, why are we doing this? Mm. Just because of, of scale, of, like, purging a whole 60-barrel tank, filling it up with water, and then purging it so that there's no CO2 into a tank. I'm like, mm. 60 barrels of water is a lot of water. <laughs> That's a lot of water. I'm we like, can can't, we tank. Just, can't we just, like, purge a tank and put, a, like, a little yeah. CO2 port on the bottom and just... Mm purge it all out that way and yeah he was like no we're gonna fill it up with water and purge it out. <laughs> okay I'm like, I'm like okay since you're the boss i'll do that right but, um, you were the assistant brewer at the time yeah, right i was yeah, i asked you to say okay do i just whatever. do uh, yeah i do what i'm told right yeah um has he is he a brewer still now somewhere else i you know the last i heard he's up in wisconsin doing some stuff okay. like doing some uh consulting and things like that okay. um I'm just curious. I only bring it up because I met him years ago, and everyone, there just was this rumor about him. I think I met him at a beer fest, and he was nice enough. I did invite him to the show, and I do remember he was like, "Mm, what are we going to talk about? I said, I don't want to talk about Black Diamond beer, I guess. We're going to talk about beers. All right. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) So I said, all right. Well, don't do me any favors. If you want to come talk about the beer, we can do that. But what's funny is the fact that, you know, a lot of the beers that we made when I first started working there are very um, hop intensive at the end of of the boil. Yeah. You know, kind of like this whole hop bursting thing. Which I've kind of like really embraced a lot of recently, and you see a lot of people doing this whole hot bursting thing of everything in the whirlpool or things like that. Um, so I have to sit there and say, you know, take a lot away from that as, yeah. as far as like, you know, now we're big into like these big, huge hop flavors of like all late hop bursting kind of things, especially in. And you're um, saying you, you learned that under underground. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I'd sit there and say that, you know, everything was like. You know, you could put a cursory glance as as far as, like, the bittering hops. You know, you could, like, grab a handful of pellets, and that was about the bittering hops. And then everything was at the end. Okay. And I was like, well, that's like a waste. And then, <laughs> but he was ahead of the curve. But there. he was kind of ahead of the curve. And, you know, you got really great hot flavor out of it. And, you know, I know that Darren up at uh, Pelican kind of does some, some of the same things mm-hmm. with some of his beers. Um, so it's um, – yeah. I think it's, you know, people – know what they want and know that that's a great way to get a lot of hot flavor in a beer. Um, How long did you end up brewing at Black Diamond? I was there for the better part of seven, seven and a half years. And Um, how long of that were you the brewmaster? I was probably the brewmaster there for six, five and a half, six years. Okay. So most of your time there, you you got bumped right up to brewer, to brewmaster. Yeah, yeah, straight, you know, Grant left and then they they offered me the position and that was, um, that was kind of... A little nerve wracking. <laughs> I bet. You know, you, you, you've kind of, I've kind of worked the whole way of, I think it was about five years kind of leading up to that point. Yeah. And uh, really wanting to get into being like a head brewer. And I kind of had my whole seven year plan to get into being like a head brewer or being in charge of something. Sure. And this was finally, it was there. And then I was like, oh my gosh, do I know enough to be. Yeah. The head brewer. Because everything that comes out of there now, it's on you, it's man. It's on me. And, and, you know, I kind of struggled a little bit as, as far as, like, finding my, my voice or finding uh, my path. or. What kind of mistakes me. did you make? 
uh, once you became the head brewer? Um, Would you screw up? Everything. <laughs> I read everything. in my notes that you had like overflowing kettles. Oh, I used to do that all the time, though. But How, like, what is, what's that? So basically, it would be like um, I used to do this at my first job at when I used to brew in Texas. Um, I would do I would come in and I um, fill the kettle at the end of the day, and then um, so what I would do is I'd be like filling the kettle, and it'd be half hot water, half cold water. I was as I was filling it, and then I'd go walk away, and I'd be doing other stuff. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you'd hear like this. Whoosh, <laughs> as all of a sudden you'd sit there and see all the steam, all this hot water kind of overflow, and then you'd get the tropical rainforest kind of thing, and all this hot water and cold oh, water yeah. would just kind of spray yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and especially it's cool, like if you're in like a glassed-in area. Oh, I just got a text message saying I still do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stop doing that. <laughs> um, so. You know, when you have, like, this big glass-in, like, fishbowl brewing system and you you overflow the kettle, everyone's like, what's going on back there? And all of a sudden, all the steam kind of raises up and uh, you're like, oh, my gosh. I got And then you're, like, running back there to, like, shut valves and people are like, what's going on back there? I'm like, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, what's a little water between yeah, right? friends? It's fine. Right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I pay attention to to breweries around here and I, I've been paying attention to Black Time for a long time. About a couple months after you became the brewmaster, mm-hmm. I ordered a Black Diamond IPA at a restaurant. I hadn't ordered Black Diamond in quite some time because um, I just wasn't I wasn't a big fan. Uh, you you changed that beer. You made a, I, a really a wonderful beer. And it was something I, I really kind of had to do because when I first took over from them or first took over from Grant, we were doing a very typical English-style IPA okay, with yeah. a fair amount of um, Styrian Golding. It was a big late edition of Styrian Goldings and big Styrian Golding dry hop. And at the time... You know, I couldn't get anything like there was just, you know, we didn't have a hop contract at the time. And so I was really trying to figure out how to um, how to make beer and then um, without hops, without hops. (laughs) Yeah. And um, they were like, oh, we need to put IPA in a bottle. And I'm like, I can't make. IPA because I'm not going to pay twenty five dollars a pound. Okay, this is during the hop shortage. Yeah, it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Sure. Oh yeah, like that. You know, I just I just walked into being the head brewer, and I one of my first jobs is the head brewers calling brewer supply group or hop union, being like, "Hey, can I buy like twenty boxes of hops?" And they go, "No, fuck you. We don't have any." And they're like, "Do you have a contract?" And I'm like. Uh, a what? Uh, what's, what's that? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I, I got a raise when I started as brewmaster, if that's what you mean. Uh, so that was the first thing was like really trying to navigate that whole kind of spectrum of like, do we really want to go down this path of putting um, a beer and package on the West Coast as a English IPA, knowing mm. that we're going to have to compete against the likes of Bear Republic and Russian River and Lagunitas and Speakeasy and so you changed by necessity. I, I kind of really did have to change by well, necessity. well. It was a good move because because of basically the situation that I was presented was the fact that um, I really didn't have any hops to pick from, mm-hmm. and so it's basically like you get this. <laughs> Do you remember what you ended up getting offhand? I know um, it was a while so ago. So it was, it was a blend of like some Styrians and East Kents and there were some Simcoe's and some Cascades. Okay. And so that was kind Something of to work what, with. That was, that was a little bit of what I had to work with. And I kind of really filtered in the Simcoe's um, because I felt like that's kind of like what everyone was kind of leaning towards anyway. Was yeah. Getting more Simcoe, more Simcoe, more Simcoe. 
you know, these were the days of before Citra and before. Sure. You know, couldn't get Amarillo now and then anyway. So. Well, you um, had gotten a Black Diamond customer back in me because I hadn't ordered beer in, in a long time. But you're, you have a lot of local accounts. So I go out for pizza and stuff and I go, hey, what do you, you know, what do you have? And they go, you know, Black Diamond IPA. And I'd go, oh, I'll have a Sierra Nevada. Uh, but then once you started, uh, man, you changed it. It was good stuff. It was, you know, and it was really working with uh, the vendors at Brew Supply Group. And, you know, th- those first six months to a year was really about making connections at, at all these supply places and knowing that um i was just gonna buy whatever you give me (laughs) i was like whatever you've got i'll take how is that now at at moylan's you still have to deal with hop contracts so yeah i mean we have i mean the thing is is we have been working on this whole our you know production facility that we'd like to do outside of the pub and that we've been talking about for five years and um we're still in the process that process is still occurring yeah and um so we've already kind of taken a fair amount been fairly aggressive on hop cron- contracts thinking that we would have already mm-hmm. got this production facility um so you got a shitload of hops is what you're saying so we've got some <laughs> not a production facility yet uh we've got some hops that um i'm sure like i'm gonna get like a million emails tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. i take you. it back Thank uh, you. Um, <laughs> oh. Only for local traders. There you go. Well, hey, that's you can owe a lot. You'll have a lot of favors owed back to you, right? Um, I I mean, I when I first started at Moylan's, I asked Roger Davis at at um, Faction for a box of mosaics, and I was like, I have some hops to trade for you, and he's like, I don't want what you got. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Now you do. How much does that sound like, Roger? <laughs> yeah, uh, he didn't I even ask. I don't, right. I don't want shit. what you got. I don't want what you got. He's like, what, uh, what do you got? Right. Is that good? <laughs> but, uh, uh, we're done here. We're done here. Nate's Roger. We're done here. <laughs> so yeah, I brought him a box of srirachis and took a box of mosaics. He was like, "What the fuck did you do?" Uh, <laughs> and I did it while he wasn't there. So, nice. Um, yeah. I was like, I'm still trying to get rid of that box of, box of srirachis. <laughs> All right, I, I got to get us to a break soon, but before okay. we do that, I do have the double kilt lifter in my glass that I was making fun of before the break oh, because it's an 11% beer. Uh, no, I think you gave me this earlier. Uh, didn't this get brought in from Bevo earlier? This is not the double kilt lifter? No, got that there. Oh, where's my double kilt lifter taste? Damn it. I forgot. Actually, I didn't care. I thought I'd been sipping on 11% beer. Uh, well, maybe we should, <laughs> we should do both. No, no, this All is right, the, so, uh, this is so what is this one? The so GABF yeah, award winning. Yeah, it's mm. the uh, Dragoon's Dry Irish Stout. Great um, beer. Oh, it is great. I know. Nice. So this is the batch that we actually sent um, to GABF. Oh, I actually yes. um, dug out a few bottles um, for the show. Um, and so it's actually won three awards since. Has it really? Yeah, so it's, it won. Um, same batch? Same batch. Nice. Uh, silver at GABF. Silver at um, European Beer Star and wow. silver at Brussels Beer Challenge over the weekend. So obviously, such a great beer. So I haven't really had to do much with this beer except kind of change a little bit of the hops. Um, Can you tell us how what the recipe is? Yeah. So it's um, the idea behind this is um, not skimp on um, ingredients. So it's um, Maris Otter is the base, um, and so I've really fought to keep it as Maris Otter as the base. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's like 10% roast barley, 14% flaked barley. Um, and then we get into like a little bit of pale crystal. 
and then a little secret sauce. It's okay. good. You, you keep fighting, for, fighting to keep it Maris. Then you can say, uh, well, it's proven itself. Well, so. that's just it. So it's, this is, I think it's fifth, uh, fifth medal in seven years at GABF, or mm. third medal in seven years at GABF. So we've actually kind of covered the whole spectrum of gold, silver, bronze now. Nice. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, we won silver three years ago, uh, my first year there, and then um, at Moylands, and then this year a silver. So maybe in two years we'll be up to a gold. There you go. Like and the hops in this one? Um, so we... I kind of play around with them a lot, especially because it's mostly um, it's uh, Willamette or Pearl to yep. bitter. Okay. Um, and then we do a 30-minute edition of Willamette and Pearl, and then the last a really small edition of East Kent Goldings in the finish. Nice. Um, and then we also we do it both on CO2 and nitro. Oh, yeah. Um, so the idea is that we um, have it at the pub at both versions, so you can kind of do either or. Um, and then mostly for distribution, we just do nitro. Beautiful. We might have to get some of this on here at the Hop Grenade. We have a nitro tap. Uh, it is. Do we get some? Yeah. We've had it before. Beautiful. It's good beer. I know, right? Oh, it drinks so easy. It's killer. Ooh. And then so it, it, it's, it's uh, between 1054, 1056 starting gravity. We usually end up around 10, 1014 to 1016 final gravity, um, right around that between 5, 5.5%. I really like it. Yeah. What uh, what yeast do you use? Is it English it's, strain? It's, no, it's actually 001. It is. Fermented at 66 degrees. Okay. Nice um, and cold. Nice and cold. Um, doesn't shoot off a lot of esters. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually ferment most everything. Around, you know, Most everything we make is with 001. Okay. And then um, on the cold side of, of anywhere between 62 to 66 to 68. Okay. Not that anybody cares, but that's where I always no, ferment I in my Cal Ale, too. <laughs> at 66 <laughs> degrees. That's my, cool. ma- that's my magic fermentation temperature. All right. I don't know why. Someone told me that a long time ago. Like, when I started, yeah. I always did it at 68. Yeah. And it was Jamil or somebody who went, just do it even colder. Do it at 66. Don't worry. It's still going to go fine. And I liked my beer better every time yeah. I did it that way. I do 64. 64, yeah. too. Yeah. So we usually, when we do things like um, anything like above 8%, uh, we usually start it at... 62. Okay. So, like, our double IPAs, um, we do kill lifter at 66, but we do, like, anything hopsicle or anything like that. We usually start it around 62 for, like, the first two to three days. Wow. And then we so you hold of, it there. You don't just let it rise. You hold yeah, it at hold 62. hold it at 62. Okay. And, so we try to, like, limit the amount of um, ester formation or anything mm-hmm. like that, especially for things that are going to end up 9, 10, 11%. Okay. Really try to limit those ester ester potential and in those at the end of those two days are you figure they might be like halfway to terminal gravity or it's, it's you know maybe about a, th- a third of the way third of the way okay. yeah and then you know if we want to pick up a little bit of, of fruity esters we'll we'll give it you know we'll let it ramp it up to like 64 and then to 66 yeah and then after about a week or so then we'll turn the jackets off and kind of let it get up to around 68 or so yeah, and, and that'd be just a small amount of esters that would be added, and then really kind of let the dastle rest kind of work its way out. Sure, and then, um, and that's kind of how we do like higher alcohol beers. Okay, um, that 001 down at sixty two degrees. It has such a range of uh, temperatures you could do it at. It's crazy yeast, total workhorse. Yeah, those beers held up really well. I mean, I assume it's bottled quite. A, it was time actually ago. bottled um, August first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we had to get beers early to GABF this year. So. Um, Yep. I saw your bottling line, by the way. 
that little itty bitty thing. <laughs> and by bottling line, I mean it's, you guys are working your banger. ass it's off in there. It's a four banger uh, from Mahine that like has been around from like 1990. I don't know. <laughs> 1990 ask, grunge, I ask, think, is where it was. Ask Dave whenever he started making machines, and it was like number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second Mahine ever. It's like the th- yeah, second or third Mahine. I yeah. call him for parts, and he goes, "Oh, dude, just buy a new one." Yeah, he's like, seriously. <laughs> well, Stop calling me and buy a new one. The funny thing about that is you couldn't fit it in there, <laughs> even if you wanted to buy a new one. Well, that's just it. I, I'm like Brendan. We should spend like 80 grand on a new one. <laughs> it would be awesome. Yeah. And I'm probably going to get like six text messages from like <laughs> my my coworkers being like, "Yes, let's buy one." Sure, yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Remember that time I hired you? You're yeah, fired. You're fired. <laughs> We're sticking with the Mahine." Yeah, I saw it in there, and just even looking at the space around it and the amount that you guys bottle, because like he said, seventy yeah, percent of your beer 70%. is leaving. Not all in bottles, of course. Uh, but I just thought well, you guys are working your ass off in here. So yeah, so when we do a batch kill lifter, like I would say um, now. It's a little different now that we do stuff at Heretic. But, you know, when we do a batch of, of Kilt Lifter at the pub, we package it in two days. Okay. And it's like it's filtered and it's in the bright tank at noon. Wow. Um, we do a, a, a little bit of check on the CO2 content. Top it off. Um, and then we just kind of make sure everything's in spec, taste mm-hmm. it. Um, we'll, sometimes we'll do a little plating, but most of it is um, straight into the bottle and um, we'll start packaging it around two o'clock, mm-hmm. and then we go till about five. And then the, next, <laughs> the next day, and then and then <laughs> and then we start it the whole. And then the next day is usually the big packaging run where it's three to four hundred cases. Um, <sighs> wow! And it starts at seven, and then we finish at seven. And it's um, you guys should no. try child labor. It works for China, right? Yeah, up and down the stairs. They're doing great. <laughs> They're doing really fantastic. <laughs> All right, I got to get us to a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about the collaboration beer that you did with uh, our, our Nate over here. Oh, uh, Harry, not Beardy, but Harry. But Harry, yeah, Beardy's <laughs> Beardy's out. Harry's in. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about more cowbell, the collaboration between Moylan's and Nate Smith, the entity that is Nate Smith. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2016 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2016 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 11, 2015, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries into the Danstar 2016 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Lalamond and Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. 
For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org that's it i've had it i am never putting hops in my beer again what why it's just too ridiculous insane prices stupid contracts high shipping costs crappy selection dude you need nico brew nico brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere holy shit nicobrew.com n-i-k-o-b-r-e-w nicobrew your bare bones buddy in the brewing business Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy.
Welcome back to the program. We are hanging out with the more cowbell dudes, Nate Smith and Derek Smith. More cowbell. cowbell. We're actually brothers. You guys, Smith brothers. The Smith brothers. Um, So these boys did a collaboration beer um, called More Cowbell, and we're going to learn about that in just a second. Before we do that, I wanted to uh, let you know about the uh, Brewers Association, the Brewers publication book, Quality Management. You should go check it out if you are looking to become a professional brewer, or more importantly, if you're already a professional brewer, this is the book for you. Quality Management. Uh, It's something that I think all pro brewers should be paying attention to, especially in the craft industry. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about it right now, that that the downfall of craft beer will not be consolidation. It will be poor quality management, and and it's not having a lab, and it's not paying attention to how you're brewing. Check out the book, Quality Management. Ken Grossman says, making great beer is hard, making the same great beer every day is even harder. Ensuring that your great beer is still great after packaging is harder still. And then the hardest thing of all is ensuring that every customer gets the great beer you brewed, whether they drink it in your pub or another establishment or from a glass, bottle, or can. That's Ken Grossman for Sierra Nevada talking about the new book. And he says that the fundamentals uh, that Mary details in, in this book uh, are what you need. So check it out. You can go over to Brewers Publications and uh, order your copy of Quality Management. It should be on your shelf at your brewery. And if it's not, your beer better be damn good. I don't want to walk in there and find out that your quality sucks and you you didn't buy this book. Having just walked in and not knowing what you're talking about at all, I want to say kudos for quality management. I feel like, uh, you know, anybody who's looking to move up in the corporate world needs to learn how to manage people. And (laughs) therefore, you need to be able to to do that in a quality manner. I agree. People respond very well. So quality management to me has made leaps and bounds in my professional career. Fuck off. Okay. That's how I manage. (laughs) That's quality management from the Brewing Network. Uh, I remember Paul Gatt at the opening statement of last of the CBC endeavor being like don't fuck it up for the rest of us right and he's right so small brewers big brewers uh, check out the book you need it uh, quality management from brewers publications all right boys so uh, let me get the backstory on this beer Derek and Nate you guys knew each other uh, before recently uh, or oh what? yeah oh come on we we hang in the same circles right it's aren't we all in the same circle here in the bay area pretty like, much pretty much like it's a big stupid circle right and yeah. we all just like cluster fuck together <laughs> <laughs> So what happened? You guys, Derek's uh, nice enough to buy me pints sometimes, and me likewise as well. And it's cool. So I saw him at the Twenty First Amendment Grand Opening, and he said, "Let's do a collaboration beer." Nice, because I know Nate's a collab whore. I'll never exactly. I'll never yeah. turn that down. You I know, said, absolutely. Let's to do know it. Nate is to know that he's a collab whore. Yes. I don't know who's the bigger collab whore, Nate or Patrick Crew. <laughs> Oh, well, well listen, maybe, maybe outside the industry. I don't know. I, inside the industry, I can't claim any. Any sort of, yeah. any sort of credibility there, but that is a self-described description of Patrick Rue. Is he is a collaboration whore? Is that what he says? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of collaboration whores nowadays. Nate's just the biggest homebrew collab whore. McKellar. McKellar is like a career on collaboration. Stone? Basically, Stones yeah. now they're becoming the latest collab. Yeah, but uh, which? But who's complaining? But Nate and Stone make good beer. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the quality difference. Oh. I'm All not going right, to so, invite myself into. Derek's brewery, but I was happy to see him, and he mentioned that he wanted to do a collab. I was like, absolutely, sure. Because I then, know Nate had done beers at like Cellar Maker and and mm-hmm. um, with with Roger at Faction, and and most of them and, are even good. 
Right? Some, I mean, you know, I, I think I had one at um, Hogs Apothecary, and I was like, oh, you know, Nate kind of knows what he's doing. Every so often. <laughs> the he, Cellar Maker collab was He killer. called me up, and he's like, so are you going to grain out, or, or is that not part of the deal? I was like, well, you know, sure. Now, so. let's clarify that. I saw that in my notes. I saw that in my notes that uh, Derek likes to ask when he does collaborations is, are you here to drink, or are you here to work? Do I yeah, have this right? Pretty much, yeah. You know, if, if I have people come in and they want to, like, make a beer, I'm, I'm pretty much like, are you here to work? Are you here to drink? Yeah. It's a fair question. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't mind making a beer, but I just don't want to be graining out all the grain that you sit there and make me throw in this batch if no, you're dude. just not into it. Of like, no, no, no. I, when I collaborate, I bring a crew for that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Tasty doesn't even do some out. drinking for yeah. me, too. Yeah. He, he yeah. does stand around drinking, uh, yeah. yet he also takes care of the labor. See, McDowell's right? like two steps ahead, yeah. as yeah. usual. So he's he, got... like, he collaborates, but then he brings people to do his greening out for exactly. him. Right. Well, we can is, both go drinking. Nate, is... you can't pull that off. If you showed up like that, you would look like a douchebag. It wouldn't work uh, for me. No, no. You no, have to, you've got to do the labor yourself. Nicole's no, no, not no, no, rolling no. up, greening out for you? Or no, no. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that She's... you might be able to pull off. But Tasty, you can pull it off. I mean, people are worried. Oh, yeah. They fight to get it. So, all right. I got to sweat out the alcohol as we drink. So that was sort of my, you know, thinking going into this. And you do like to be in the brew house. You're not there just to drink, Nate. You enjoy it. No, I showed up with my boots. I was like, I'm here for that, too. I mean, I'm not just kicking back. I usually have one or two people that can grain out for me, depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, collaboration beers. There's usually a lot going on that day, you know, because you're like trying to talk to them and kind of get them involved. And so it's always hard to be like, um, you know, do you want to grain out and, or like you got to pitch yeast and do this fermenter and like yeah. trying to do all these different things and then st- still try to engage in the person that's collaborating and are they actually going to, you know, some people are just, they don't know how to do all this stuff and how much of it is like, I don't want you to fuck anything up. Right. I got to figure out how to fix it if you fuck it up. Yeah, I'd be just in there screwing things up. Like, I would yeah. want to help, because I'd feel bad if I was just standing around drinking, so I'd want to help, but I'd be the guy who you... I'd just be screwing things up. And you're like, thanks for helping. Yeah, you have right. to move out of the way now. Because <laughs> you do... Nate knows his way around a brew house. You kind of got to know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, but the big thing is, is, you know, when inviting people in, you know, you have, like, that level of liability mm-hmm. of, like, sure. having people in, and, like, you know, we've got big, nasty chemicals and you know, God forbid somebody trip over a hose or yeah. spill some sort or of... Or a boil over while the... Uh, boil over. Guest <laughs> brewers up on the deck. <laughs> right? Yep. Did you make him wear a hairnet? You should have. Uh, we did make him tie his hair back. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah. It's always so, back when I'm in the brew house. Man in a I'd man rather, I don't want to die that way. <laughs> it's a rough way to go. Yeah. No, I think when I go in and do collabs with people, I try and make sure that whatever way I can give them a little bit of a break while still engaging them and having fun mm-hmm. and being part of the brew house as much as I can. I don't want to be a day where they have to spend extra time or it's a burden or they need to spend two hours at the end. They wouldn't, wouldn't have normally spent. Yeah. So anything that I can do to alleviate that is good. And that was something I was coming straight off a of brew day with the faction guys. And that was definitely how Ben and Roger operated their brewery. I mean, yeah. they wanted me to be a part of that and they actually wouldn't have had it any other way. It wouldn't have worked. So sure. I think that helped a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, you know, Nate kind of missed the whole mashing in process because of, because of the traffic that day. Um, Smart. Then, yeah, then, that was where, Smart. you know, I missed that bags up the, up the stairs part. <laughs> but luckily, but luckily bad all the bags traffic, were, quote unquote. I was like, I was at the dive bar down was, the block. You know? He was right? at home banging Nicole for a little morning, uh, and then, a little morning nookie, right? <laughs> and then, sorry, traffic. Yeah. Traffic, right? <clears throat> it's a convenient but, excuse. 
But actually, we have that. we have a rig because it's a twenty barrel system, and and you know we have a rig driving there, so it, it's oh, not like that helps. So we don't have to like. So I'm not like sitting there shoveling in like I did at Black Diamond. We'd have to sit there and shovel stuff in, and it was yeah. it's a eighty two percent base malt too. So we had that on our side with this beer, yeah. too. That so, helped a little bit. Which so. was, it was like four bags of grain. And so it was very easy, like, oh, oh my gosh, it's four bags of grain. <laughs> you hardly broke a sweat. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was more about, like, trying to actually switch over the two silos, which is a little bit more convoluted and having to switch over the well, two let's, silos. All right, let's back up a little and silos. talk about that. If you got two silos, we're going to use them both, you know? Yeah. you got to. All right, let's back up a little. And, and uh, okay. so you guys decide to collaborate. You start working on it. Uh, I have here in my notes that, you, that, that at least Derek, uh, drunkenly, uh, the two of you start writing the recipe in the middle of a night out at Great American Beer Festival. GBS, Thursday night at Star Bar. Star Bar. Oh, right oh, at the beginning yeah. of the year. Oh, that was good, good times time. out at Star Bar. Right at the end of the night. We're, like, closing the place down. Yeah. And okay. Nicole, Nicole's feeding the fire, getting the shots. That a girl. I think, double I, think, I think we were drinking double APAs. I had already yep. had about, I was already like five whiskeys into the That night. a boy. <laughs> Everybody um, doing well. And then I think we were doing shots of, I don't remember what. We were doing shots was, of Frenette. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it was because because it was Nicole. We had, we had an industry n- person go to the bar because and get shots Nicole. from Nicole. San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. Because Nicole. So you're, all right, so you've so been, I'm there taking notes on my phone because I'm, I'm not going to remember this. <laughs> Hopefully I can remember what I'm scrolling on this <laughs> yeah, thing right like, now. Right? My jargon, yeah. Because I had Your given code. Nate like this big, huge, long list of things he could brew. Which is great. At the brewery. Because I was like, these are the things that... I have on hand. If you want to do something else, then I'm going to have to like figure it out. Okay. So I was like, these are like the the two or three yeast strains I have. These are the base malts that we use. Um, these are a, a few of the specialty grains, and then these are a lot of the different hops that we have. So it was, and then I kind of left like left the whole thing up to Nate. Okay. To kind of really figure it out because I was like, I was like, I'll do whatever you want because I was like. You know, I figured if there's something that you haven't made before, or you want to make, or okay, I figured that it would be kind of fun to, you know, if there's something that Nate wants to do specifically. Then sure, I'm down for it. You know, but he's too nice for that. Nate's not going to pick something that's not on the menu. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make you make something that you don't want to make. <laughs> but I, I gave you a lot of parameters. You're totally to say, right, Justin. <laughs> I gave him a lot of parameters. I was like, hey, let's do something smoky. Let's do something this. Yeah, let's do something that. Because I was like, I was like, let's do. You know, black lager, or let's do smoked half a Weizen or something like that. I was like, Grodzinski. <laughs> so you could yeah, do anything. I was, I was, I pretty much left it open. For let's everything. make a great sir. And so hearing that, and now folks, what they landed on, which is uh, a hoppy pale ale, a hop, uh, which is great to me because oh, I love a hoppy pale ale. Absolutely. So you opened the. You said you could do anything you want, and Nate comes back and goes, Hoppy pale. I want to do a hoppy pale ale. Derek's like, I we really, already got like three of those in the menu. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was this like, one will cool. be different. That's cool because I can sell it in like three days. That's true. But uh, I was And that's like, what I want to drink. That's kind of where the <laughs> yeah. collaborations start. That's yeah. usually one of the first criteria. And so, especially when Derek mentioned that they have a silo of Maris Otter, I knew it wasn't going to be IPA and thought maybe a session IPA or something session hoppy. I was like, no, let's just not mess around with that. Let's go straight for pale ale. Why does Maris Otter mean it's not an IPA? It doesn't mean it's not an IPA. It just means that I want to bring out the flavor of Maris Otter and not okay. just squash it, not just like mash super low 
and do something that would kind of diminish the character of Marisada. Let's make that part and of so for a lot squarely of our, a part of the beer. Okay. Right? And so for a lot of our pub beers, um, we actually use Marisada as a base malt. Um, you know, even for our golden ale, it's it's Marisada based. Um, the, all of our dark beers, um, the porter and the dry stout is Marisada based. Um, and then we also do an ESB that's Marisada. So normally we do anything that's like 5% and under is usually Marisada based unless it's like the wheat beer, which is two-row wheat, obviously. Okay. But And uh, your other silo, I assume, is, is, is a standard, standard American two-row? Two yep. Okay. So what so, is the percentage so Derek, of those two in this beer? Uh, 41% of each. Okay. So the two-row, uh, Great Western two-row, I believe. And uh, then, it's actually uh, Gambrinus two-row. And Gambrinus two-row and uh, Crisp Marisotter. Crisp Marisotter. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, BSG, we've worked with BSG on doing um, super sacks into our silo. And so they'll... Beautiful thing. Yeah, so they'll actually, um, brew, you know, they'll take Super Sacks boat into a truck and then they'll deliver it to us, um, and we get it in. Why I don't about I'm, I'm confused. I thought 11, the point I thought the point of a silo was that just a truck is necessary. Like, where does the Super Sack come so in actually, if you have a silo? So they so they, so they import the Super Sacks in. Ah, uh, I see. Because the actual silo won't hold more than like eighteen thousand pounds. Um, so the best way to do it is to get it in super sacks, and then we basically take it out of the super sacks, put it into a truck, and then blow it into the silo. So you're buying it now in super sacks, essentially. Okay. Yeah, so we're basically buying super sacks. Um, we buy five to six super sacks at a time. and then So it's a way for you to be able to buy in bulk. Yeah, uh, basically. Be, yeah. So, yeah, so we've got two silos, one at like 30,000 pounds and one around 20,000 pounds. Okay. And so we get um, 30,000 pounds of... Two row from Gambrinus about every six to eight weeks, and then we get um, the super sacks of crisp are usually about once a quarter, once every four or five months. Okay, is it the floor malted uh, crisp? Um, it is. Glen Eagles. I, I don't think I don't think it's the Glen Eagles. No, right. it's just the regular. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. So, Nate, you find out that they have so a, like, we got a cr- silo full of Marisada. Uh, we don't yeah. have to open bags even. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to that. showcase this malt. We want to showcase that. And then Derek's talking. We're at Star Bar. We're like a few beers deep. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me that Shots he's... Re- yes, exactly. He's telling me that he's really into playing around with Munich in his beers. Okay. Perfect. Also would fit into pale ale really well. And something I wouldn't normally want to use in an IPA. Um, so let's. this is even convincing me more that we have to go straight up pale ale. So we've got... Marisader and then Munich to kind of reinforce it. So you got toastiness kind of on two levels. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of uh, the uh, crisp uh, crystal eight. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's, oh, sorry, it's actually the, uh, uh, the castle. Castle. Blonde. Yes. Yeah, Blonde. Uh, also English crystals. Very, no, very It's slight. actually Belgian. Belgian. I'm wrong on five <laughs> accounts here. But is it Crystal 8? I defer to, I defer to Derek. Yeah. Or, I believe it's actually Caramel 8. Caramel 8. eight. Well, was, that's a synonymous. I that's okay. It French. Uh, which castle. what is it French or German? I think it's no, French. That's a Pilsner uh, crystal malt, or no? Just, so it's it's it's, it's Pilsner malt that's been mm-hmm. um, uh, caramelized into uh, caramel eight, I believe. I've never heard of that that malt. This you had on hand already. Yes, yes. Okay, so we, this yes. wasn't so some special it, order. Yeah, so it's it's Cara Blonde, I think, is the technical Sounds term delicious. from Castle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, eight, eight's not that right? big. Yeah, yeah, Cara Blonde. That was seven percent. Does it yeah. still have that kind of perfumey deal that Pilsner malt? Can have, but just no, no. So it's basically, um, it's basically two row that is, or Pilsner two row malt that is then um, 
crystallized or caramelized into yeah. a darker malt. But um, eight can you detect dark. it in this beer? I mean, can you, you um, uh, knowing it? A little. You know, you you'd really have to search through it because uh-huh. I think it's really kind of heavy on I the I think mares. it's more, more color in this beer. Than well, yeah, it's such a small percentage of a small lullaby. It's 7%. Seven we percent are. The total but, bill. Yeah, but it's a small <laughs> lullaby. I, I didn't go get it either. After, yeah. They all grabbed their own at the break. Yeah. And then I stole Nathan's. Would you like some? There you go. I promise I killed my cooties. Um, it's, it's good to know. It is. It's dark like a uh, like, like an a, English pale ale. It's right? got a little bit of, of that you know copper color. That's it's definitely an English character. And that's not just from the crystal. That's the Maris Otter too, right? It's a Maris Otter as Maris well. Otter, one the, plus, one we the, used a little bit of uh, Munich Type One, which is the like the lightest color um, Munich malt that you can get from Weirman. Um I've kind of been playing around with that um, at the brewery, trying to put it into different beers because um, I'm really trying to simplify mm. the Munich flavor mm. um, of some of our beers because I know that like everyone does Munich 10 and that's the normal standard Munich is Munich 10 and so this color of the Munich type 1 is only like 4 why are you trying to say what's wrong with Munich 10 you know I, I just want to like be able to put like say instead of putting like one bag of because I want to enhance the maltiness of the beer. Okay. But I don't necessarily want all the color of, of the Munich malt. Okay. I think it's more forgiving in a one-off like this, too, that yeah. you can use a malt that has a lower level bond and not mess it up. Like, you have a little bit more room for error that is a little less assertive. And that helps in our favor in, hmm. in terms of, like, nailing it because we're only going to make this beer once and enjoy it the way it is. You Which- don't want to be too off in the parameters. Which malt is giving me this killer head retention and lacing down my glass? What's that's adding to that? Is that the combination of all of it? I, th- you know, I think I've had this beer for twenty clean brewery, minutes now. Clean, clean brewery, clean glassware. Clean brewery, clean glass. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it looks right? really great. I still have. I've, um, I've had several sips. I have a thick, creamy head on there. No, it's got a lot of body, and when you taste it as well. It's, yeah, you know, I, I think you know some of that comes from the Munich. Some of that probably comes from the Maris Otter. Okay, you know, one fifty four F mash temperature. Yeah, we've we'll mashed it, kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, kind of mashed it slightly higher. Um, Are you happy with the color of this? Is this too dark for you, Derek? Or maybe you... a slightly too dark, but you know, I, I, I'm kind of. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, you know, I could have gone slightly more golden, but hmm. then I look at God it. God like, damn it, Nate! God damn it, Nate! Kicked out forever. And if I, um, but then you but taste then you it, know, and it's and fantastic. You're like, Fucking good, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to complain about the color when it tastes like that. No, it's a great color. You want to highlight something different about the beer, like set so it So I think aside. I think you know, in using the Car- the Cara Blonde with the Munich and then the Maris Otter, I think it has like this structure that really facilitates um, allowing some of those hops to kind of stand on their own as well, um, like the mosaics and like the the uh, eurekas, which are really high alpha, really hopping, you know, kind of intensive flavors with high alphas and high oil contents that you almost need that maltiness to kind of stand up to mm-hmm. those high alpha, high oil hops. Mm-hmm. They certainly show up in the aroma. It's a great smelling beer. Yeah. Um, so... When we get into like the hop, you know, for the hops, it was very. Um, Nate was like, "Oh, I want to use like this to bitter and this to like finish, and then this to kind of whirlpool hop." And I go, "Oh, you know, I'd really like to use all these Willamettes that I have." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great ideas, Nate. Yeah, but, uh, one off, get but it. Check this out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, let's just bitter it with Magnum. I'm like, that's awesome, but I have like these. 
2005 Willamette that I really have to use. <laughs> you got to get it go. done. Yeah. And, uh, we chewed through a couple of pounds of Willamette. So we chewed through some Willamette. Yeah. And, um, and then, um, so it was, uh, so we bittered with a little bit of those Willamettes and a little bit of uh, Magnum. And then we did a it was three a t- pounds total for twenty yeah. barrels, so it's not really high amount yeah. of, of was, bittering hops. Very low like, bittering hops. It's only like maybe like eight IBUs worth of the beer. Okay, exactly. And then, um, and there were no reservations about that, right, Nate? No. I mean, as a bittering hop, it doesn't matter too much anyway. You want to get right? some kettle coagulation going. You want to get some isomerized bitterness, but we're sitting in the range, like, just like Derek said, of about. But I mean, in terms of using Willamette or, or something yeah. else, you didn't care about the variety too Not much. Not hugely important. I didn't okay. want Willamette's a little higher cohumulone and kind of focused on aromas. I didn't want to lean completely on it. And, okay. I didn't and want these, to... are, these were like nine alphas or something like that yeah, okay. originally from like 2010 or something like that. So these are, you know, I mean, by the time you get down to like 2010 and we're down at 2015, I mean, maybe five, I, you know, might drop out a little bit. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, a little bit. But, um, you know, they've been cold stored for for the whole time and they smell fine like when he proposed that i willamette question mark why would you do this and he's we have a lot of it i say okay (laughs) i I totally get it but they actually they actually we're gonna roll with that they actually do have a nice like they do how many didn't make them work it was originally grown like crazy so that uh bud could use them as an aroma hop so you know it's got to smell good if they're in good shape okay um so we definitely use that for bittering okay i think that was a a safe choice and nothing wrong with that what else and then we used um a new hop uh 07270 i um, love that hop around was it 10 or 15? that was at 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes i have no idea <laughs> um i don't know I, 72 I, and 70 are good numbers mm-hmm. 72 so. and 70, yeah. well you can't forget the leading zero why nobody knows no so there actually, actually is a reason yeah uh, no so the first two numbers are uh, the so, year or, or the year 07 so it's the first the first two numbers are the year so it's oh so it's one of the plantings was 07, and then they go through the number of, I think it's the number of... I think 07 did, like, denotes when they first tried to make it a, a real hop, a like real a, hop. a yeah. production hop. And then, and then, like, 270 is, like, the number of, like, seedlings that they've gone through that year. And that's the actual seedling number is, is 270, I think. Okay. Is, is how they come up with those numbers. So you got your hand on this, hands on this and liked it? Yeah, so that's a, yeah, hop, so that's a Hopsteiner hop, right? Yeah, it is. And I've used it in, um, in to blend into like Hopsicle and some other things. And um, it's really pungent and really dank and really kind of like over the top um, Columbus kind of Apollo dank. Too much garlic and onion, almost like summit leaning if you use it. Lean on it too hard in the whirlpool or dry hop, so that's why we use it at ten minutes. Like, let's blow off some of the more harsher aromatics, but I keep kind of the core of that in there to, re- so actually, to reinforce the rest of the. I hops. actually talked to Jay at Hopsteiner, who is is our local rep, and I was I was like, so what's the deal with like these oh seven two seven zeros? You know, when I bought them a couple of years ago, they were a little bit more pungent orange. Now they're getting into that garlic onion kind of flavor, and he said it had more to do with. Um, you know them hanging on the vine, and mm. so it's it's something that that Hopsteiner's you know trying to figure out as well. Um, so it's it's you know trying to get the acreage and um, like a late harvest question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, trying to you know everybody wants to pick mid harvest or early harvest, and sometimes those things aren't as easy. You know, I think when when sometimes you get into picking hops, you know, obviously some things are there for picking. Uh, you know, like. Citrus and Simcoe's trying to get those big oil flavors. And so when you get into like these hops that are 18, 19%, you know, it is a byproduct of, of 
uh, Apollo. And so, like these guys want to use it for oils and extracts, for oils and extracts right? So exactly. they're going to pick it later so that so the, most of the alpha is retained. Yeah, yeah. So it's really you know. So this is kind of like one of those things that they've been working on as far as like, you know, is it about the the alpha acid or is it about the oil content and the flavors of the oils? And I think that's something that they're really trying to figure out. Um, okay, Steiner is like they want you know, some of the craft market, like this Eureka hop, which is one of the other hops yeah. used in this beer. They're probably more sensitive to the oil. Uh, composition of presenting and, in a craft beer versus, so think, versus think, some of their other portfolios. And I think right? Hopsteiner and Haas has kind of worked on that a lot in the last like few years of of actually getting into more of the craft beer market. Um, you know, having their hops available um, to smaller breweries and putting the the minimums at a slightly more manageable level hmm. um, for breweries. Um, so you can buy that at a you know X thousand barrel brew pub and, and not. And not feel the, like and not feel like it's it's overwhelming, you know. It's right. it's you know, you're only committing to like two hundred pounds, which I you know, I, I understand like two hundred pounds for some people who have like a seven barrel brewery is, is can be a lot. Can be a lot, and then you're kind of committed to that. You know, well, that for creates us, more customers have, for them. You know, yeah, but yeah. at the same point it, it you know, I think that Hopsteiner has realized that they kinda of have to diversify their portfolio of yeah. people that they buy from and that they've you know that some of these brew pubs can buy 200 400 pounds of some of their experimental varieties of eureka and 07270 or lemon drop or 6300. Zero, zero. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I can't believe you still remember these numbers. He's so, making them up. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. So no, you no, actually know what? No, not because 07270, which you've now beaten into my head. Those 30, all have a following. Mr. Yi yeah. would uh, would be proud of you right 39 now. 39 Alpha you, 10. You've got, it, you right? got right? to amazing. remember a number. I love it so much. We're so, writing our own grade book here. We're just making up the numbers. All right. So you put in 07270 at 10 minutes in order to blow off some of these more volatile flavors. Some of the craziest of the dank, but we want that there to reinforce what we put in the whirlpool okay which was equal quantities of um uh, eureka another one that used to be called 05256 they've given that one a name now because they really think it can go somewhere okay right which, so. which it probably will yeah and mosaic then mosaic kind of being tropical fruit squishy fruit some uh nice citrus character and then 05256 being kind of more aggressive and dank and a little bit more simcoe like and then as well uh another equal amount of uh, Southern Hemisphere hop, Rakao, which has a little bit of like an Amarillo character and also a little bit of a um, tropical fruit character. Okay. And that was to kind of counterpoint um, those 07270, that super dank craziness once again, and to fill in the rest of the IBUs that we didn't get by doing a really mellow bittering addition. And how many IBUs are we talking here? Ten ninety five two eight. Wow! Too many numbers. Who would? Nobody would know. But I mean, guess we're maybe guess, thirty or forty we're, we're at the probably most. Probably like forty. Yeah. Thirty between thirty eight and forty three. So about really isomerized IBUs that we added at the beginning of the boil. We had seventy five minutes of isomerized IBUs, probably less than ten, and then the rest of it all coming from uh, ten minutes in whirlpool. So that's where it gets a little tougher to calculate for real. But it seems like it's about forty on paper, and then I taste this beer, and I think. That's probably about right. Hmm. McDowell, what do you think? You're pretty good at guessing these kind of things. Well, you you know, well, you know, now I'm, uh, what I'm thinking, what I've, you know, everybody seems to be thinking is that IBUs are not necessarily IBUs. Like late right. ones may measure the same as the early ones, but they taste different. They don't have the perception of uh, hmm. as much as bitterness. They're more like flavor, right? Which is bitterness is more like in the back of the mouth. So, like, yeah, beer like this that you say is 45, and 
Well, the late additions, it could be as low as like 30 or something. Exactly. If you actually sent it to a lab and measured yeah, it. Yeah, you'd be like surprised. Like, right. Yeah. They would measure maybe in 20 or 30 range, right? Yeah, I made a session period that was like 4.8, and my recipe was 100 IBUs, right? I mean, I loaded it up. Yep. And I had Drake's run the lab on it, and, and it turned out to be like 76. Wow. Which is yeah. a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. it still didn't taste like it because it was just so late. Okay. And yeah, loaded up and dry hop too. Yeah. There's yeah. another so, yeah, thing I mean, we, we like did we with this beer. Fair, yeah, I mean, yeah. we used a fair amount of late hop additions in, in a lot of our hoppy beers. Um, and so, like, I know we've sent our paleo off to White Labs to get for, like, QC Day and things like that, mm-hmm. which um, I think is great for um, a lot of brewers who are out oh, there yeah. looking for stuff. I, I highly recommend Big QC Day. Yeah, White Labs does it every year, Big QC Day. They put out promos on this show and everywhere else to let people know. And, frankly, I think you're right. I don't even know that enough brewers take advantage of that because it's such an easy way to get uh, – accurate feedback on your beer I mean, we just i mean i sent beers off about three weeks or two and a half weeks ago and, and the, they just posted everything on friday oh nice and so we got a lot of positive you know a lot of feedback on mm-hmm. the six to eight beers that we had sent down there mm-hmm. and i think it's it kind of helps you reinforce you know what you think of perceptually versus mm-hmm. like the actual things that kind of come through in a lab and then it's always great to get uh, feedback that um, you know your VDKs are really low and that everything is um, clean. Sure. And so you know. And then us, just giving you that those baselines, like like tasted like you're saying, you, you had calculated 100 IBUs, yeah. and now you can kind of go, no, I can taste all right, it at 100 IBUs, I'm getting 73. Sure. You can now plan accordingly. Sure. Get some real lab work. You can calibrate. Yeah. yeah. So. And so for us, it's really hard to do all of that. You know, for all that finite lab work, just because we don't have. A lot of space for lab work, right? You, know, just have like, you don't have a lot of space, but for you anything. can appreciate it, right? So brewers that no, do no, have space and, I know and that, money. I know that we had yeah. space at Black Diamond, which was like fantastic, yeah. and mm. so we really kind of nailed our our lab work at Black Diamond because mm-hmm. uh, we had the space and we had the capabilities to do those kinds of things, which. Um, you know, I, I wish it at the pub we kind of had sure. more of those more of that. Hey, but for a fraction of the cost, you send it off to White Labs and they then they send it back to you and it's done. Yeah, exactly. It's company, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I like it. And you know their testing methods are clean as good and you get the stuff back and it wasn't a question mark. It's yeah. Just cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, we got through Whirlpool, and then Whirlpool. you dry hopped as well, I assume. Sixty six degrees with double O one, as Derek yeah, normally so we, does. It, it took about um, you know, we got a slightly higher gravity because I think I had mashed um, a little bit f- from our calculation. We don't have um, the scale on our mash t- on our thing is slightly wonky. Okay, <laughs> and so I had actually kind of thought that I would get a little bit worse extraction than than we did than we would, and so I kind of mashed everything. And so we had actually got a. 1060 pre boil, and I think we were looking for 1056 pre boil. Well, look, if Nate wasn't out dicking around and showing up late, that (laughs) might not have happened. And then, um, so Derek's like, I guess I'm making a different beer. This guy's not showing up. (laughs) You have the volume capability to add like some water in, and then, uh, and so what we kind of made more of it. We collected a little bit more. Um, we collected about an extra barrel, and then would you consider shortening the boil as well? Maybe, or. Uh, I think a lot of pills we are in this beer, so you could maybe do that. Uh, we we wanted to make sure we had a good. Um, so sometimes we struggle with making sure that the boil is vigorous enough. Vigorous, yeah. So we want to make sure we we blow off enough DMS, and we don't have any DMS precursors in the beer. Uh, mm-hmm. So we also so we also want to make sure that happens as well. Um, we might have gotten a little bit more color because of the ninety minute boil versus the the standard you know 
Um, but that's your usual way of doing it, 90 yeah, minutes, yeah, right? We so. do, yeah, we do a, a standard 90-minute boil. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to make sure, because the stack on this thing is so tall, mm. um, so our kettle stack is quite tall, and uh, so we want to make sure we blow off all that DMS. Um, so you ended up with a 1060. So we ended up 1062-ish, 1061, okay. 1062. 1060. Yeah, so right up there. On the stronger pale ale, kind of slightly bigger side for pale ale, but I think the flavor profile still fits. Yeah, what is it? Is it now 6.8 or something, 6.8%, 6 6.3. 6.3. So you managed high. So what was your finishing grade? 10.14. Uh, I see. 10.14, 10.15. 10, 10, yeah. So Such a good sweet spot for a beer that <laughs> it's, uh, oh, I love it's it. well attenuated. If yeah. somebody say, oh, 10.14, that's going to be sweet. No, it's pure. But it doesn't, exactly. it, doesn't nice taste, and dry. it doesn't taste like No, the body's there. That's what you're measuring. And I have yeah. Yeah, right. measuring the body in the beer. There's a little bit uh, of toast. There's a little bit yeah. of, uh, you mentioned malt, biscuit, that Munich. But it, none of that is sweet. No. Uh, yeah, so the idea was to really kind of keep the, the caramel flavor down so it's not like this cloyingly sweet, like... Malt flavor, beer. not sweetness. Yeah. No, well done, boys. Malt flavor, not sweetness. Yeah, look then... out, Grunion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is a... What's a Grunion? <laughs> it's a taste. Well, it's thank a you. fish. Thank you, Mike. Oh. Um, and then we so adjustment yeah, in the dry hop. I think that was key on brew day. We were thinking we, about using one of the three hops we use in the whirlpool, and then we changed it in the dry. Yeah, hop. so Raquel was like this. It's it's about a nine and a half percent, you know, New Zealand hop, and it's got like really nice like stone fruit kind of grassy flavors. So a little bit of peach apricot, and then when you start trying to pair that with like mosaic and eureka, it'll just be washed away because those things have just like so much aggressive flavors. That I don't think that you could have really like smelled or tasted the Rakao in yeah. the beer. Yeah. So the idea. So I went to Nate. I was like, you know, I just don't think we should use the Rakao in the dry hop. I said, let's use something with a little bit more oomph, a little bit more oil content, like Amarillo, that kind of has something similar. Uh, this is a good flavor. way to kind of adapt on brew day to your your final vision in the beer. And then use you don't have a, a lot of Amarillo probably, but that's one way to use it effectively. If yeah, you do because because I was like I was like you know these. The other two hops don't have, like, that grapefruit kind of component to it that I felt like, you know, if we put something like Amarillo in there, then this was, like, the counterpoint to all that tropical mm-hmm. fruit of Yeah, like none of that, like, cascade on steroids, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, because Eureka, I think, is, you know, Hopsteiner kind of describes it as Super Simcoe. Hmm. So the idea is that it's not that we can get like the the piney kind of aspect of all these new school hops you know you can get the pine you can get the tropical fruit you can get the blueberry kind of things and then still get like that great fruit flavor of um of like amarillo into the into the aroma that so, makes it more inviting sounds like a cool part of the of a collaboration <laughs> is where you uh, get to do things on the fly right you're smelling the whirlpool yeah you're tasting the wort Going like, hey, let's change up the dry hop. That's pretty cool. I'm so unqualified for that. It does sound like fun, though. Sounds like a good idea. Because you got to adjust and try and make it the best. No, that it can yeah, be based you on what you have. have right? It's a one-off, so you don't. It's not like you got to like. Well, how do we make this last? Exactly. Time? It's not like no, something written in stone. Yeah, you know, and how are we going to make it the next time? Can we get these hops? You don't care. It's a one-off. It's and great. yeah, you know, I, I probably won't make it again unless like <laughs> because <laughs> because Nate's a pain unless in the it, ass. Like, flies <laughs> off the I mean, but other than that, he's like he's and done sweeping up long hairs off the floor. <laughs> yeah. the brewery, so I'm, I'm probably still never those going hairs to make out of the drain. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm glad we it's made like it my, and all, it's like but my shower uh, drain or something. Never again. He's like, God, I had to listen yeah. to death metal. This is terrible. <laughs> like, ah. The best part about the brew day was the shower afterwards. <laughs> For sure. was Nate leaving. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the fermentation happened. It was like it was done in like four days, and then. 
So what we do when we do dry hop is we kind of crash everything down to 55, let the yeast flocculate. Um, we'll try to dump as much yeast as we can. And then we, um, you know, and then we do a dry hop. And then what we do is we rouse the beer um, three days after the dry hop. Um, yep. So for every day after the dry hop, we rouse it five PSI. So to keep the hops in suspension, kind of extract help, oils help, and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So so it's 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 uh, you know after we cool it down to fifty five, the next day we dry, dump the yeast, dry hop it, and then the day after we do the dry hop, we rouse it to five PSI. Okay. Every subsequent day, we, we dry hop it up to, like, 15 PSI. So we get a fair amount of – I think the rousing time is usually half an hour to 45 minutes. Oh. And then um, kind of let it settle, and then we'll cool it after the, the fourth day of of, um, of the rousing. And then from there, we'll start to carb it. Um, this was BioFind. Okay. So you can great. actually see it. Perfect. It's um, clear. It's exactly how I would treat a beer like that. It's awesome. It tastes great. looks great. I mean, for not being filtered, you know, no. the biofine shit works. I love it. I've also <laughs> still got that thick, creamy head I was talking about, and I'm no. two-thirds through the beer. Um, we'll attribute that to the Belgian malt that I could Charlie Benford would yeah, be right. proud of this beer. Yeah, he would. The bubbles. Oh, the good old Pope of Foam. The foam. You've, got, you've got the bubbles right. Yeah, yeah he's going to be on next month. The bubbles. Nice. The bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a great beer, uh, gentlemen. Thank you. It worked Thank out you. well. <clears throat> I've Thank now you, drank enough I've of it. Actually, I've actually drank but a whole growler pay. like Friday night. Did you? <laughs> it is so good. I, I can drink, drink a growler. I can drink a growler. I'll I'll probably I went up to, this might be gone now, too, but I didn't even know. I wanted to go have this beer at Moylan's in the proper setting before uh, the show, so I went up Friday night and had it at the pub. Didn't even tell Derek. I was just like, just screw it. Let's just go. And I went up, Nicole and I went up and had it, and they had a, a cask of it with even more mosaic in it. Oh, wow. Which so, is a lot so of fun. The, I was going to say, really what's good. the proper setting? Sitting next to Brendan, getting hammered? That, exactly. Something like that. would have been, but he wasn't there. <laughs> so. He wasn't there. At the Hyatt in so, Denver. So, yeah. So, at the yeah. pub, we actually have it on cask um, at, like, proper cellar temperature of 55 degrees. And then, so we took it off the tank and then just dry hopped it in the firkin with all mosaics. It's eight ounces in Wow. A 10 gallon firkin so it's more of that mosaic kind of flavor um so it's kind of that more expressive flavor of mosaic that we really uh, really wanted to accentuate mm-hmm. um because i know everybody loves mosaic oh sure um secret drug I <laughs> I pretty fun it really it tasted really good i had to ask the staff i was like i don't see it on the menu where is it oh it's like way up in the corner it's up it's in the great corner. oh they were hiding it yeah staff didn't like see, you I either think it was a secret staff yeah, yeah they, they were like who's this guy stash. He's you not know, from around here. Need to know basis. Yeah. Nate, and, and this Nate might have been <laughs> this might have been the pro am beer that finally got you that finally yeah, broke you through right. to a metal. This would have done well, right, Tasty? Yeah, I think it could. I love this beer. We'll have to enjoy it privately. It's got great malt aroma too. It's just great. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a little uh, uh a little tin origami, metal? origami <laughs> metal over here at the break. <laughs> Most <laughs> best effort. We're gonna give you the BN Pro Am uh, <laughs> award. It's really good. Um, I'm well, going to take a break. Been, I know he's been working on his Brewcaster Challenge beers and things like that. Well, he, you know. <laughs> no, I already failed all that. Yeah, he lost. He got his ass. <laughs> like always, Nate chokes in competition every time. Oh. Oh. Tasty handed my ass to me, and then, you know, I got eaten by Justin just barely. You know? uh, I think that was the 3 2. by uh, Justin? That's a pretty big slap yeah. in the face, man. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, and, and you're, that's and, what I'm saying. No, you're he picking beat a loser me. to go, uh, to go uh, brew with. You should really be picking the winner. I know, right? Is he going to weigh out on the mic and stand up and be like, no, I think I beat Justin? He did. He beat me. My kick Nate in the Schwartz, Schwartz beer didn't, uh, yeah. didn't work out. Well, a brown pale ale is pretty good. <laughs> All right. 
All right, uh, I got to get us to a break, uh, mostly because I have to urinate. Uh, when we come back, we've got a few things to do. Uh, you can stick around with us, Derek? sure. Why not? Well, because we're going to play a game tonight, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about this beer because we're going to drink more of it. Yeah, we have and, more. Um, it, yeah, that's it might it. fall it's, over later. On it's great. Well, that's okay. We've got Christmas beer too. We just finished up too. Oh, oh so we got more Moylan's beer to try. Yeah, why not? All right, so we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, uh, I got to try some double kill lifter, some Christmas beer, and more with Derek Smith from Moylan's Brewing Company in Novato, California. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Say hello to my little friend. You've heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of pure pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. 
Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. A lot of things going on. I love that intro, because you sound like 25 years younger than you do right now. Yeah, oh. <laughs> like beer. Radio. Radio. I was only um, eight years younger, but my body was 25 years younger <laughs> yeah. back then, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you swallow things. Uh, before we move on, I want to remind you about our good friend over at Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to Beersmith.com right now and check it out and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith Homebrewing Software, which professionals use, by the way, also because it's a badass piece of software that our friend Brad Smith made over there. But uh, you don't have to take my word for it because you can get it for free and you can check it out. And if it doesn't do everything that you need it to do and more, then uh, no harm, no foul. It'll just expire on your computer and you can delete it and, like, your porn history yes. uh so but you can check it Wait, out you can uh, delete that <laughs> yeah why would you check out incognito mode you ever seen just that? throw the computer away uh, <laughs> go to beersmith.com right now and check it out not only the brewing software but there's uh, brewing dvds uh tutorials about how to use everything also brad smith has a podcast that you can go check out so check it out at beersmith.com brad's been a supporter of this program for a long time and we appreciate him for that we also appreciate him for keeping the most up-to-date home brewing software on the market. In fact, maybe even the only up-to-date homebrewing <laughs> software on the market. We're lucky that he does such a good job of it. No. Otherwise, he would just be like the de- like no, oh, the default, I guess right? go ahead and use it. Turns out it's also badass. Uh, no, he's he, an anchor, no doubt. <laughs> he's the dude. Yeah. Check it out at beersmith.com. So, at the break, uh, those of you listening live noticed that we were gone for a long time. Those of you who listen on the podcast never know this, but usually about the third break, we take a nice long dinner break. And what we used to do was eat like Togo's and Round Table. Yeah. Uh, which you know, because it was close. Let's be honest. We're hungry. We're all we're all white trash suburbanites here. It was fine. Uh, but what has happened is that we met this wonderful uh, young chef uh, named Rachel, who has been feeding us glorious food lately. And tonight brought one of my. I, I don't. You didn't know this because I never know what you're going to bring. I was reading your mind. But you brought cassoulet. Uh, I, I, I always go back and forth between saying cassoulet and cassoulet. How do you? How is? What's the correct way? You can't pronounce uh, it casually. That's <laughs> the right way. It is. It is. Cassoulet. 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 Is it a Belgian or a French dish? It is a French. It's, it's a very French. classic French dish. Okay. Uh, served during the cold months of the year. And yeah. I thought tonight, finally, huh. it's gotten a little colder here uh, with some rain. And I thought it would be the perfect 
It was so amazing. So the last time I've had a good uh, cassoulet that good, actually, Sean Paxton, the homebrew oh, chef, yeah. made it. Uh, he had made it for an event. Um, I think he made it for the Brewing Network Festival. Uh, what, was it? For, yeah, I'm trying to remember what festival it was. Like it was the first winter yes. festival. Oh, God, was it that long ago? Yeah, it was. It was. And at Linden too. Street. At Linden Street. And it was like only the second or third time I had ever had that dish, and I just went, oh, uh, this is one of my faves. Because it is a nice, hearty, like, winter uh, sometimes, yeah, and yeah. sometimes it has this like consistency of a stew. Yours had such like a fresh, more like a casserole. Well, uh, I, it's a, like a four day process for me to, to to make the duck stock and all of the different ingredients, and it's sort of like the very traditional French dishes where like the next day you add the next thing, and then the next day you add the next thing, mm-hmm. so that by the time you serve it. Like the beans for me, they can't be they can't be too soft. They have to be a little bit firm, to like the, an al dente, yeah, like a little yeah. al dente. And so now, see, JP mentioned that in when we were eating here, and my thought was, you're right, and I love it. I yeah. love it a li- Like you almost go, wait, are, are they were they undercooked? No, no. that's in that's, that's deliberate. Totally You're so used deliberate. to them being overcooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like falling mushy. apart. Like yeah, just I'm not trying to give you refried beans canned. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm trying to give you yeah. a real cassoulet. Oh, so good. Uh, all right, so that's one of your things. Yes. It has to be a little al dente on the beans. It, it just so that people know, like that. That they're not it's from carefully, a it's carefully, it's carefully crafted. That like, makes sense. That it's more, it's, it's fresh yeah, and crafted. Like a, it didn't sit piece, in a crock pot yeah. for eight days. Well, for it, that would probably be good too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and then like a, a proper cassoulet is it's duck, right? Like you can't put yes, another so meat we, in there. We no, you can. You can put a lot of different stuff in cassoulet. This particular cassoulet, I actually did a uh, an andouille sausage. So uh, I did a pork andouille that was in there as well. With the duck. With the duck. Yeah. And I deep fried the duck skin and then... Which uh, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Bevo, those crunchy parts you were talking about? That, that was uh, duck skin. fried duck, duck skin. Deep fried duck, duck skin. Duck crackles. You're welcome. Duck crackles. <laughs> what do they call it? There's a Mexican name What's, for it. It's called... Chicharrones? Chicharrones. <laughs> good. Derek is a, were you born in California, Derek? I'm actually from Texas. Oh, you are? Okay. That's where they used to call it. Oh, there you go. That's still, yeah. So did Tasty tell you that he's getting his national TV Oh, yeah, they shot the Chopped episode. The Food Network show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tasty was my planted guest at the bar. Oh. And we did a pairing, a beer pairing with the food. And uh, I, th- I think he did really well, Tasty. And was, was he supposed work. to be just like a stranger? He wasn't like your grandpa or something. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I might have like licked so his Like so many ear. other Tasty's viewings. <laughs> <laughs> like granddaughters, too. Uh, what, did he have any, like, directives? Like, was yeah. he supposed to be a dick? Yeah. Or was no. he supposed oh, was to no, 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 no. All I had to do was, you know, try the beers, taste try the food. Try the beer, taste and, the food, and okay. talk about the talk flavor the, uh, stuff, yeah. So are you a judge on Chopped Thin? Am I going to be a judge? Sort of. No. You're the plant. You're just the... I just did a cameo. But no. I think this is I got great. the Hop Grenade logo in there. That was no logos, but I... Uh, Oh, it was very small. <laughs> Thank you, Tasty. But You're like the camera guy. He's a big home brewer. Okay, he, he was. never heard about about the podcast, so he's gonna be big. big I tried to get listener. him to come to the to the bottle share last night, but <laughs> I well, think you're not supposed to fraternize. Yeah. Uh, but the funniest thing about what you missed, Tasty, was they actually went in the back and they wanted to watch me make 
salumi. They wanted to watch me make oh. sausage. Uh, just real quick. So uh, I think we mentioned this last week, but but Rachel is uh, now a uh, featured on Chopped, or will be. So folks Sorry. haven't seen it yet, but they just started filming it. Yes. Uh, she's a, a local chef here, of course. And then, all right, so now you can go on. So now you, you got your feature the other day? Like yeah, they did so the- they did an eight-hour, like, 12-hour <laughs> shoot at the Growler where yeah. they're filming, filming basically like your biography. So they're like who you are and what motivates you and inspires you. And so for me, it's beer. So they were very. They said I was very unique. They had never, ever, ever filmed anybody that was beer. Where the focused. chef said, yeah, "What inspires me? Yeah, is beer. what inspires me is beer." And also, they had never, uh, they'd never had a classically trained charcutier on. So oh, that was kind beautiful. of like this funny thing. They were like, "Well, can you can you show us, you know, how to make? We would like for you to set up how to make sausage. Like, we want to watch you make sausage." Nice. So we go to the back. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but most of the sausage stuffing equipment is made by a German, a German company, uh, Frederick Dick. Love and, it. Yeah. Of course it is. So Dick anyway, Dick. Yeah. Dick Dicks. it says, <laughs> yes. so I have a 15 pound Dick stuffer and <laughs> it wow. says Dick in giant letters wow. on the front. And they were like, well, we can't really have logos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, I mean, normally we can, but in this case in this we can case, not. No. So they were like, okay, just, you know, talk us through what you're doing. And I'm like, well, I'm just. I'm putting the sausage meat in the dick stuffer right now. This is a 15 pounder, but you don't I've had have a, to say the dick stuffer. You have to. Everybody does, though. I mean, oh, in I the see. industry, oh. really, like, you're like, oh, and you really? don't get it's the, dick, the stuffer. dick stuffer. It's a normal it thing. Is. It is. It's a normal thing. And this one's only 15 pounds, but I've had a 45 pounder, and it was <laughs> glorious. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. They this, so then. Oh, there's going to be a lot of editing of this uh, interview. If this were on the Brewing Network TV channel, everything you did on film, would would have made it to the show. Yeah. What I'm saying is that they are going to do a lot of editing. The uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. then they're like, okay, so talk us through what we're doing. And I was like, I'm threading the sausage condom onto the sausage tube, condom, okay. and then you have to grip it very tightly here. Yeah, in the base yeah. When you're putting the sausage <laughs> in the casing, <laughs> because that really controls how large and wide your yeah. sausage is. And yeah. they were like. <laughs> This, none of this is useful. Yeah. Oh, I'm none glad they this. just told you. They yeah. were like, yeah. if can you have a clean version of your yeah. own sausage <laughs> I was like, it's impossible. You gotta find uh, a it's way impossible to, to do They're not like, dirties. Can we go like, back to the Rachel we met when yeah. we decided you were we were going to feature you on Chopped? No, no. They they loved it. Okay. They were like, okay, we have to redo that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we did. and do some voiceover. I know. I was like, okay. So then you put the casing on the... And then my sous chef comes around the corner and he sees me. Putting the casing on the thing, and he's like, and he, he, he looks like, right, right at the cameraman and goes, "She's a professional." <laughs> Nice. I was like, thank you, Chino. Now, did you feature beer and everything, everything that you made? So I, on no, I didn't. But okay. we did. We they were so they they so let me go with like the beer focus. Oh. They did the the tasting thing with Tasty, where we, which was charcuterie with, paired with beer. charcuterie, and also we did a dessert as well, That's and right. a couple other things. So oh, wow. I think did we do the um, the scotch egg? So anyway, and yeah. then they had Chrissy Penny, who is our uh, our beer buyer, and I. And she was, she is, I think, still our bartender she does every now and then. She, yeah. yeah, she she works here on Thursday nights as well. Yeah. But uh, Chrissy and I, they had us go behind the bar, and there was a knee deep something going on, and 
so we they were we were doing like tasting notes and he and the the cameraman is actually a home brewer and he was he was he you have to admit he was like so sad that like he doesn't have this community where he yeah. is. he, he was where he is he like, from new york okay from new york and okay. he was like I'm so jealous that, like, you guys are all sitting here commuting about beer. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's totally a lifestyle. No, I thought listening to the Brewing Network, we could be yeah, his yeah. guys. There we go. We're we like, we'll that. be your friends. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're your community. <laughs> but anyway, so they had us tasting these beers. And then, so I don't know if you guys have seen Chopped, but at the end of the bio, they do, like, this three-point shot where they, they, they show you in front of the, the, the sign of the restaurant, right? And they do, like, three different shots. And for me, one of them was me pouring a beer. One of... One was of me drinking a beer and then saying, you know, prost mm-hmm. or cheers or whatever. And then so they were they just totally let me go with be like, the beeriest person. Beer. Beer. <laughs> like, person oh well, and this I mean, is why I asked, because I think this is great for craft beer that I you're so able too. to be in there. This great chef. Uh, well, I know that's that, like, a beery chef. I know that like Grant or Garrett Oliver is judged on chopped ones. OK. So yeah. So Good. I that, like I know that they're trying to reach out to that community. Perfect. But they told me that I that I'm the only person. So the, the people filming the biographies they said that i was the only person that they had ever filmed who was beer focused mm. and charcuterie focused they wow. were like, uh, and i'm not saying those two things combined either one of those things. either one either perfect one. like they hadn't they hadn't seen that You're gonna so. be i think a big the episode star. that garrett was on was like here the, one of the ingredients was beer for every course or something like that makes so, sense yeah, yeah. Well, no, would, it fits, and you just it just has to be proven <laughs> by great chefs so but that's the thing i, I kept saying like but that was the other thing is when when we were when we were doing the tasting afterwards, the producer came over and said, "When you asked Christy what are the beers that we had on the tasting platter, you remembered all of them, yeah. and you absolutely were like, "Oh, drink this and then yeah. try this yeah. and then drink this and try this." And professional, that was, yeah, You're like we do it all the time. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we beautiful. That's what we do. I'm glad that I wasn't there to taste the charcuterie and beer because they would have thought just I was. Well, they ravaging animals. Well, they would. They no. They would have thought I was just faking it because I love uh, a charcuterie so much and I love your charcuterie <laughs> that I just would have sat there going, "Oh my god, this one's so good," and then they would have thought like, "Okay, we know you like it. You don't have to exaggerate." Like, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm not faking it. Next time. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Well, thank you so much for another wonderful. Uh, dinner yeah. and please keep up the good work spreading the word of of good beer and and food I, I i tell people all the time like we all like the people in my world like beer like we i don't want to switch to wine when no. i get to my steak or my dessert i know that you're there's a beer right. out there that's gonna do it better so you're gonna do us proud and you're gonna carve a path for yourself while you're at it so i'm unafraid good <laughs> all right <laughs> thanks, Rachel. Thanks. all right so we got a little bit more to do tonight and uh god that food was good I'm yeah. feeling so like satiated, yeah, very rich, and right now. Filling, yeah. Nothing uh, like duck fat. To get right, you know, right. I'm so content. Fried mm. duck skin, like mixed oh, yeah. into the thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Good lord, boy, have we stepped up from yeah. round table? Bevo, good job hooking all that up, man. Yeah. You, uh, Tasty did it. Yeah, sure. well, everybody, good job. I don't know who to thank. I thank, thank you. I'm gonna blow you. Finally, all. I get the credit that I fucking deserve. <laughs> Andy, you all. All right. Uh, so we got a few things um, left to do here. Uh, I've got another uh, more cowbell in my glass. I don't know about oh, you guys. Me too. Uh, that's I filled her. I think uh, about five of us. I'm loving this beer. You know, the funny thing is when you, you you look at the color of it, and we were talking about this earlier, I know, and you go, eh, that's probably not going to be a two pinter. It's going to be too sweet. It's a bunch of crystal. 
in there. That's too sweet. Red, uh, yeah. But it's, not, but it's not that. The, no, the, no. the hue is so deceiving. It is a very... You dried this beer out. Even with your uh, like little said, 1060 fiasco while uh, Shithead over there was sitting in traffic, yeah, quote unquote, uh, right? you still nailed the dryness of this beer. But still, I mean, it's still only like 1014, so it's still, what, three and a half degrees? Mm-hmm. Four degrees Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. and a half degrees like Play-Doh. Said, that's all body. That's not sweetness. That's no, body. it's not sweetness. But, but it's, like I said, the sweetness is really... About like using the minimal color of of uh, Munich malt and minimal color of crystal malts, so you really get all these like light flavors of the malt, and so it's it's not cloyingly sweet. Well, and let's not leave out that it is the the hop character is then perfectly balanced too, yeah, because you can have these sweet beers, but if you don't balance it with some bitterness, I think you kind of nailed the bitterness, bitterness, Nate. Load up on bitterness, load up on late and dry hop. I don't know yeah. why you lose everything you enter, Nate. Big. Because you're such a good brewer. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I'm it cursed. happens. It's a BN curse or something. <laughs> These metal guys, they sell their souls to the devil. Like, I know it is. Yeah. You give it all away to the brewers, and then when you they go to competition. Like to have horns. Yeah. It's better this way. I like, I like the participant award. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Should I, I show up at GABF every year and be Should like, I hey, write guys. you a certificate? Yes. Should I give you a certificate <laughs> yeah, of participation? I got some blanks. We'll make one up. Just pull some trinket off the wall at Moylan's and write him a certificate and give him that. Here's a like chunk gold. of drywall. <laughs> <laughs> we actually might have a couple of those falling down. I can, wear NH- <laughs> I can wear NHC awards around and be like, that's a nice kid. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we've got a game to play, and um, it's a game that we've been playing a couple times. Now, we got feedback on this game game uh, last oh. week, Moscow. Did you modify the uh, format of the game? You are thinking of the rating game? Oh! That's what we got feedback on. This is yeah. beer or not beer. No. You know what's funny is that I was typing in beer or not beer to find your intro as I was asking about the rating game. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, You need a break. Burnt out, man. You need more duck fat. You know what's going to fix this? Duck fat. A year off. Why don't you get disability pay? And just give it all to us. Uh, can yeah. I d- see self-employed, though? I don't think I can get disability. Really? Are Aren't you paying in? To my own self- disability? I don't yeah, think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're paying sure. in for something. That's for God. I'm sure I'm paying taxes in some way, shape, or form uh, into that, but I don't think I can get it back. I don't give up on you know. I would have had to have my own uh, workers' comp insurance for myself, I think, to get disability. So, so you know. you send Bernie an email. He'll tell you how to get on, he'll live on a, figure this uh, out. You live off the land. All right, so it's beer or not beer. That's that right. Playing. Yeah, that's easy. No uh, changes in the rules there. What do we need? Do we, Call it on the air. Callers. All uh, right. Triple eight four zero one beer studio. And I'll tell you what. You know what I got for the winner tonight? Uh, I got a kettle, a stainless steel kettle uh, that uh, I've had to give away. That sitting we, in your backyard. That we won. No, and luckily <laughs> it's been sitting in my storage. Uh, and um, so we're going to give away to our winner Great. tonight a sta- I think it's a 12 gallon stainless steel kettle Call that in. we won uh, when the Brewing Network Club won Club of the Year. Oh wow! And we oh. like to give away we those things. Sure. Uh, well, it depends on which year I, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Still been a <laughs> we have a warehouse full of prizes. I got we got two of them. They were donated to the club. We gave yeah. one away already on That's another true. game, That's and true. this is the second one. Right. And so we'll do that. Triple eight four zero one beer. We'll take four callers. And then do they they play for themselves and we just help them? Yeah, so the, right. you get three in a row, correct? So you make your guess right away, and then we'll all chime in on you know what we we'll think. We'll take turns and giving then, an opinion, there right? And then you can then uh, modify your answer or go with your original just, yeah. answer. 
It's all coming back to me now. All right. All right. So we're going to do a little bit of a fear. Uh, <laughs> you seem a little overwhelmed. <laughs> we can do this while we're drinking. So rapidly. A little fear or not beer. So uh, simple. All right. While we're uh, waiting for our contestants to call in, uh, 888-401-BEER, if you want to play uh, for a chance to win a 12-gallon stainless steel kettle, let me remind you about the folks over at Adam and Eve. Uh, you can go to adamandeve.com right now, and uh, you can uh, you can order all your dirty things, all your naughty things, all your yeah. naughty bits. Yeah. Uh, you bits can do it all there. Pieces. All your bits and pieces. You don't have to go to the creepy store, uh, and you can use coupon code BNARMY, and I think what you get is uh, 50% off an item, you get free shipping, you get 10 free DVDs, yeah. you get a gift for her, you yes. get a gift for him, mm-hmm. you get a gift for both of you. Yeah. By the way, you don't have to be a her and a him. Uh, that's just how it's they a her and a her. It could be. That, I mean, that's how they wrote it to me. You could easily be a her and a her or him and a him, that copy and is nobody old. cares. Right, so we, we're just updating it. So I'm just saying yeah. that you, there's gifts for everyone. You is, can be probably the point. There's a gift for gender fluidity. Yes. There's a gift for the other gender fluidity. I don't see why and not. And then there's a gift for you both, whatever you are. Yeah. That's a lot of fluidity. Yeah, I agree. But I that's, go how cool Adam, that's, that's how cool they are. Yeah. So go check it out. Use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y. This is a real thing, and you get all this good stuff. And they're a supporter of us. They're supporting you. And again, you don't have to go to that creepy corner store or wherever yours is. Ours is the one in Concord. You ever been to the one in Concord, JP? You ever, go to, the, you ever go to the physical store? By the... Uh, by the uh, uh, Chinese restaurant called the Peking Boy. No, that one I've never been to. Oh, the money one. Uh, oh, I, I lied. I have been to that one. Yeah. I dated a girl who worked there uh, years ago. Oh. Have um, you been to the one by Beer Revolution? No. Oh. <laughs> was that a yeah. creepy? Like it's That's creepy bad. or it's, it's bad. bad? Yeah. Some of them are all right. I was talking about the one by the boat shop. There's like a boat store in Concord too. There's one over there. Uh, no, never been. Uh, but you've been to the monument one? No, I just have driven past it very slowly. He yeah. <laughs> just as slow as I can. I don't know. Going to the stores, it's just always very uncomfortable. It is no, you're right. I mean, and, uh, and you don't have to do it anymore. Derek, you shouldn't have to go there. So, yeah. <laughs> Adam and Eve. It's not like something I do ever. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. Adam of course not. We weren't implying that. AdamandEve.com. Yeah. All right. It uh, looks like Bevo might have all our contestants uh, pretty well wrapped up oh, here. They and, jumped right um, in. We can do our beer or not beer game. I'm going to go to line one. By the way, just real quick, you never know what's going to happen during our show or at the Hop Grenade. Uh, We had two Israeli brewers show up tonight and hand us some sour beer that they uh, claimed was inspired by the program, or at least things that they, they learned on the show here. And it's fantastic sour beer uh, that they brought to us. Very good. Levi was um, the home brewer of the week. Some months back, mm. you may recall he skyped in from Israel. Yep, and now he showed up with his still peach lambic. That's it's really out of this world. Is there any more of it? I didn't get any. Here, no. there you go. You have to go mingle yeah, with human beings to get beer. He's sometimes, got more JP. I didn't know, man. Yeah, they were they were just at the table. They grabbed me walking by and said, "Hey, would you try this beer?" And uh, sure. I'm glad I did. I'm sure they'd love you to have some. If they yeah. got, I'm sure they have more. Yeah, that's. I uh, think they're like pounding on the glass. Uh, I'm just saying, hey, yeah, they're still hanging out out there. So thanks, guys, for for bringing a great beer in here. And you know, this is why you should come to a live show. You never know what's going to happen at the Hop Grenade during a program. I might be here. I might not be here. Uh, but Israelis might be sitting at the bar bringing <laughs> wonderful. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And this is homebrew, I think, right? Yeah, it's, it's homebrew. I believe it is. <laughs> it's a really well done homebrew. They're doing. A, they're doing something right. I don't know how they do it. They don't even have electricity in Israel, right? It's like a whole other third world, right? It's Moscow. Um, yeah, I, think, I think that's all the neighbors of Israel. Oh, Israel might have electricity. <laughs> they do. I'm sure they do. Direct fired, right? <clears throat> yeah, direct fired electricity. It might be. 
All right, let's get to our callers and see who our contestants are. Uh, on line one, and someone else is going to have to... Well, actually, we don't have to keep scores. They just have to get three right in a row. Don't yeah, we? let's just... Yeah. Who, yeah. All right, well, we got Jared on line one, who's from Maine. Uh, Jared, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. Just just drinking. You ready? Nice. Yes. Well, All right. No, you got my intro? Well, you know, we're we're going to give you uh, the names of beers, and then uh, you're going to tell us... Uh, if it's a beer, or if it's not a beer. <laughs> That's not a beer, stupid. That's a country in Africa. I'm going to say that JP's rubber dick is not, in fact, a beer name. <laughs> You're an idiot. That actually is a beer. Yeah. And now, beer or not beer. All right, Jared, you got to get three in a row correct. You ready? Yep. All right, dude. First one is, and boom goes the dynamite. That's G-O-S-E. G-O, um, not beer. Hmm. And boom goes, goes the dynamite. Do you guys, goes everyone knows the reference in here, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Gosa. Hmm. I've never heard it. I've never heard of it, but that doesn't mean it's not a, so you're, what did you say? You said it's not a beer? No beer. What do you think, Tasty? I think it is a beer. I think it's a beer, too. It's a beer. All right. Derek's also saying a beer. beer. Want to change your mind? You say it's not a beer? Nah. No, I probably should, but I'm going to stick with no. All right, fine. All right, Mosk, what do we got? That's beer. That's from Bose up in French Canada. Boom. Got to listen to the brewcasters, man. Is that is he out? That's he's he's out. Three in a row. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> a strong effort. As they say, boom. <laughs> Goes you. Goes the guy. All right, let's go to Barley Boy from Cleveland. Hey, Barley Boy, what's happening? Oh, not a lot. Just uh, happy to play. How's Cleveland treating oh, you? Oh, beautiful. Is it snowing yet? No, no, no. We got like another month till it snows. All right. Drink that Fatheads. All right. That's right. Oh, Fatheads is great beer. Yeah. I love Fatheads. Dude, a, a lot of awards at that brewery and really I good bet beer. Fresh right there is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five awards at this last GABI. Yeah, that's serious. Really, they kill it. I, and so I was at Fatheads in Cleveland drinking the wonderful beer and their enormous plates of food. <laughs> like you order a sandwich at Fatheads, and it's it's the most enormous thing you've ever seen. It's the size of, Your I don't head? know, Beardy's that's head. That's how we do sandwiches in Cleveland. That's Middle America portions, man. Dude, it was, get into it. I ate, I ate four bites, and that was my normal helping of a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's uh, the beer? Bloodshot Iris, Irish Red. Oh, not. Not beer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That one sounds complicated. Yeah. Uh, could be throwing us a curve, though. Nate, what do you think? Nope, not beer. JP? Nope. <clears throat> all right, everyone agrees with you that it's uh, not a beer. Moscow? Correct, not a beer. All right, he's still in the running. Here we go. Good job. All right, what's the next one? Mash of the Titans, Sweet Stout. <laughs> Here's what I hope. I hope that this is not a beer so that I can congratulate Moscow for thinking of a great, great, great beer name. Because this is a good one. It's going to be a beer next week. It's got, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I would say... Uh, wait, wait, wait. But did we get Barley Boy's guess? Uh, no, we didn't get his guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I... Oh, crap. I don't know. I'm going to say not beer, but I think I'm wrong. All right, he's saying not... What do you think, Tasty? 
Sounds like a Scott bad combination of a good name and a bad beer style. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was the beer style? Stout. Sweet stout. Smash of the Titans. Sweet stout. That's made up to me. But. What a great name. Yeah. Uh, It'd be think? like an Imperial Stout or something. Like Mash of the Titans. It's got to be. Like, like, no, it has to be like a German decoction mash where you had to yeah. really go nuts. That's true. What do you think, Derek? Beer or not beer? Not beer. All right, Derek saying no. JP? Nope. All right, and uh, it sounds like Barley Boy saying, you're going to say no? You're going to stick with no? Definitely no. Man. All right, Moscow, what is it? Definitely a beer. Oh, oh. That's from uh, Odell oh, in Fort Collins. Oh, shit, Odell, Holy too. shit, really? We okay. should have known that. Uh, yeah, we should have known that. And, and it's their uh, bad name with style. Tasty. Uh, that's right. <laughs> all right, Barley Boy. They get my insult. Thanks for playing. Yeah, Barley's out. Sorry, dude. Uh, all right, then we're going to go to Chris from uh, Chris from Newport, Oregon. Hey, man. How's it going, guys? It's going well. I'm coming to your state next week. Oh, again? I want to see you guys again. I'm going to be drinking some beer in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the yeah, beer? We all drink at uh, Rogue. Oh, of course we did. Nice. Uh, I don't know that I'll be yeah. coming through Newport this time, but I'm coming through Oregon. So, yeah. All right. Let's give him his beer name. Boom Shaka Lager. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one, wow. Moscow, that I hope is not that you made up. Uh, oh, shit. If the Brewing Network had a brewery, I would change all of our names right now to Boom Shaka Lager. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get a call from their attorney. I think they really is beer. Chris, what do you think? Oh, man. Fuck you, Moscow. I'm going to have to go. Uh, sure. I'm going to say it's, it a, is. it's a beer name. Oh, man. This one's tough. What do you think, Derek? Fuck. It's like. <laughs> I think it's a beer. Yeah. Oh, man. Unless Scott's getting better in his old age. He's getting good. <laughs> Tasty great thing. No, I think it's the beer. I think I've heard of it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> names these days. There's Scott's like pretty crafty, though. He's though. getting craftier in his... I think it is a beer, and it's not a good beer for it's some one of, reason. Yeah, it's I one of those like categories of the GABF that they actually might win. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, ah, fuck it. It's yeah, like it's American Light Lager, Boom Shaka yeah, Lager. Yeah, yeah. It's like two. It's like two Miller beers, and then that one at the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Boom Shaka Lager for third uh, place. JP, for the Barrage Adjunct Lager, uh, no, no beer. JP's thinking not a beer. All right, Chris, what did you say? I said it is. All right, he said, calling it a beer. He's right. Yeah, that's from Terrapin. Terrapin, nice. Oh, and it is a good brewery too, so it's probably a good beer. It's it had to be. It's an imperial <laughs> lager coming in at nine percent. Okay, it's a big boy. Boom shaka. That's what you say with a nine percent. All right. All right. Next one is Thrilla in Vanilla Porter. I like that oh, one. I like that so much. That's oh, got to be that, real. That's, so, that's such a good name. It's got to be a real terrible. beer. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> I'm saying no. No. Really? no. There's no way that a brewer yeah. hasn't thought of Thrilla and Vanilla. With like 4,000 breweries now. Exactly. Somebody hasn't come up with Thrilla and Vanilla. All right. You want to stick with that, Chris? Vanilla Porter? Yeah. What are you going to call it? Uh, yeah, I'll stick with it. All right. Are you saying no? 
It's a beer. It's a beer, That's Chris. Oh. D- double Barley Brewing in North Carolina. Uh, As a matter of fact, I see, had I that. I thought it was too obvious. Right. I it was too obvious. Right. That's actually, where it gets you. I actually saw this on a Simpsons episode, a recent one. They had like a chalkboard in the background at a bar, and there were craft beer choices. And I paused it. I took a screenshot because there were some really good ones. <laughs> one of them was Thrill and Vanilla. But I Googled it just to make sure no one thought of it. But in point of fact, yeah, Double Barley had it. And maybe they didn't think of it. Maybe they saw the maybe same they, episode did. you did. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, sorry, Chris, you're out. Damn. All right, we uh, we're gonna need some more contestants because we're down to one, and uh, which means if Joe uh, if Joe from Napa doesn't win right now, we'll need more. So triple eight four zero one beer. Give us a call. Uh, we haven't given away the kettle yet unless Joe from Napa steals it right now. Hey, Joe. What's up, Justin? How are you, man? I'm pretty good. Good. All right, let's give him his beer name. Bye, Felicia IPA. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yeah, bye, Felicia. Did we did we seriously just go back to Martin? Yes, we did. Uh, well, okay. we go back to Friday. Um, I'm gonna say that is not beer. Yeah, I gotta agree. I want it to be, and again, if the Brewing Network had a brewery right now, it would be. But I'm thinking not. Anybody want anyone think otherwise? No, I don't think it is. All right, what do we got, Musk? Not beer. All right, well done. Bye, Felicia. All right, you're still in good it. Good reference, though. I like that. It was a good reference. Oh, yeah. This one goes to 11, American Amber. Oh, I'm going to say yes for Doc. Hmm. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> no? First of all, uh, I'm going to give you my right. logic here. It's too long. But more importantly, I'm going back to the, the name and beer combo. Uh, no one's going to call an American Amber, Amber this right. one goes, goes to 11. No, it's, it's, if it was like... Triple IPA, they'd call it. This one goes to 11. So we've actually had that tagline for our super hoppy, hop crack, 10.5% okay. hoppy beers. So, okay, yeah. But like for an American Amber? No, it doesn't make sense, right? 1996 goes to 11. JP, Wait, what do you what think on this one? What is going on? No. Not a beer. No. Yeah. Nate? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right, everybody says not a beer. So what do you want, Joe? Oh, man. Tasty. You're my man, dude. Not a beer. Okay. I'm going to go with the Tasty Man. All right. That is beer. Oh, oh come on! That's from, that's from Bells in Michigan. They're fucking oh, this up terrible. right now. This should be like a quad or like something big. Yeah. You oh. can't call America. Are, are, are you sure on the style? Yeah. You're positive. 100%. All right. New rule. When they're like, <laughs> when, when it really is a beer, you got to have it here. Yeah, because we don't believe it. You don't believe this shit. Uh, wow, did they do... That's not right. Uh, that's a waste uh, of a good name on American, American Amber. American is as bad as Final Tap. Mm. And a great contestant. You know, hey, you, know, you know what, though? That's what it would take for me to drink an American Amber. It would have to go to <laughs> the for, for the record, too, it's an 11% American Amber. Oh, oh then that's not an American Amber. It's, it's an American Imperial yeah. Amber oh, yeah. something it's or American other. Strong. Yeah, uh, we call that Barty one. It's, the style's American Strong Ale. It's See, we got... American Amber here. No, they fucked that up. No, 11%. That's not an American Amber. So They're fucking with you, just like Nigel did. This one goes to 11. (laughs) Oh, no. Shit, when you put it that way, then maybe they do have it right. Nigel Peppercock? All right. Sorry, Joe. You're out, man. (laughs) This one goes to 11. Oh, well. All right. Thanks, dude. follow-up album. Rick the Desert Dick. Thank you. Uh, Joe needs more cowboy. Where is Rick the Desert Dick when we need him? <laughs> Anybody got Man. two in a row? Fresh uh, yeah. Reeboks down Joe in Permanently in burned right. into my brain. Down in Bakersfield somewhere. Yeah. Who's back on one? We got a Keith from Ohio? Uh, Keith from Ohio is line one. Yes. 
It's a lot of Ohioans tonight. Ohio! Keith, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You ready to play? Absolutely. All right. Sounds like he's in for Drunk of the Week, too. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's bypass that. <laughs> You're winning something one way or another. All right, what's the beer? Apocalypse Cow, double IPA. <laughs> oh. I hate you, Scott. Oh <laughs> They're all so good, this game. <laughs> Uh, what do you think, dude? Right, say it one more time. Ap- Apocalypse Cow, double IPA. That's a very... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm tough. I'm not a beer. Not a beer. This one's 50-50, right, guys? I mean, who knows? Dude, it's yeah, like yeah. a big beer with, like, lactose milk sugar in it. It's yeah. not a double milk stout. <laughs> Apocalypse cow, double milk stout. It should be. These people are getting their styles all wrong. It should be. The great name That's what it should yeah. be. <laughs> all right. Imperial milk stout. I, I don't know. Yeah. I want to say it's fake, but I really want Scott to have really nailed it. Just, I think it might <laughs> be. a great I name. Think, I think it is. You think it's real? I think name. it's real. Really? Yeah. I also think it's real. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's real. You think it's fake? It sounds fake to me. Cause, well, because they're spotted cow. Yeah. Oh, Apocalypse cow. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. the name gets defined before the beer gets brewed. Now, this is one of them. That's true. This is like something from like Ten Barrel that they put a bunch of milk sugar into like the Apocalypse. <laughs> oh, to their IPA. All right, Keith. You want to? What do you want to stick with? I, I I think you guys really uh really uh persuaded me here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that's a beer. So that's a beer. All right. I hope we didn't screw you. We haven't been we haven't been doing too great tonight. But he says it's a beer. It's a good last minute switch. That is a beer. That's from Three Floyds. I knew it. Nice. Wow. All right. <laughs> Keith is still in the running. What's next? Uh, let's see. Franken Reichenbach Doppelbach. Hmm. What? The, what the that fuck? actually just rendered oh, everybody got, uh, speechless. I I actually think. Doppelbach, what am I hearing? I think I've heard of it, actually. I know that sounds stupid, but I think I've heard of this beer. I think it's a beer. Just like from Wisconsin or something, maybe? I think it's a beer. Anyway, that's just me. Keith, what do you think? JP says no. I'm going to go with JP. I'm going to stick with JP here. Let's say no again. All right. Says no. Not beer. Not a beer. JP for the save. Getting Keith to two beers in a row. All right, buddy. One more, and you've got a kettle. Bear down here now. Take the crown. Genghis Pecan Porter. (laughs) (laughs) Another good one. (laughs) Uh, Jesus just came in the studio. I've never seen his hair down. I don't think think that's against his religion to do that. Uh, You don't even know. You don't know what his religion is. Uh, my doppelganger just walked through. <laughs> we have a uh, more Israeli still lambic. Oh, would like some here? Yeah. Wait, wait. All right, Genghis oh Pecan. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm. I'm just. I'm gonna say that's a beer. Let's, let's just go. That's a beer. You know? Do you want anybody's opinion? I agree with him. No, JP's, JP's sticking with you. He said it's a beer, too. JP's doing good. Beer. Yeah, JP's been doing great today, actually. What's tasty? What's tasty, I think it's a beer as well. Okay. It's a beer from some brewery in the south. Yeah, I like pecans. In, like 512 or something. First of all, don't go with me. I'm going to give you my opinion. But don't, you know, I'm terrible at these things. I... 
I, I don't think it's a beer because I have faith in humanity. That somebody wouldn't name a beer. Well, Scott's smirking over here. He may have really nailed it. Pumpkin brown ale with pecans. <laughs> and vanilla beans. Holy cow. It's just it's too much for my little brain to handle. Uh, so I'm saying it's not a beer. You uh, see Scott uh, thought of that? Wow. Uh, Are you I'm, giving I'm Scott gonna, too much credit? Gonna... Uh, anybody else want to weigh in? No. You got Tasty and JP saying it's a beer, and you got me saying it's not. That's all you're gonna get. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick uh, with my guns. I'm gonna say it's a beer. For the win, that's a beer. Oh, well, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, nice. That's from uh, uh, Clown Shoes in Massachusetts. Okay. <laughs> Keith, who, make, good job. who makes it? Clown, Clown Shoes. Clown Shoes. Clown shoes. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I just, I've just recently uh, seen some clown shoes uh, on the shelf here in Ohio. Oh, there you go. That's a good story, bro. When you look at your kettle, you have to think of them. That's right. You're going to get a. Uh, just like go. a good contract brewer to sit there and ask somebody to like, dump a bunch of shit in their beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek's properly at the right level there. This is good. All right, Keith, you're going to get a nice uh, stainless steel kettle, uh, courtesy of the Brewing Network Club. Um, and uh, just stay on the line, and Bevo will take care of you, okay? All right, man, thanks. All right, thanks, Cheers. brother. Thanks for listening live. Yeah. By the way, this one, this one goes to 11 is an Imperial Red Ale. Not an Amber Ale. Not an Amber Ale. It ought to see. I'm looking, I'm looking at Beer Advocate. Where did you find it? On, on Bell's, Bell's website. Web. Oh, on the Bell's website. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn interwebs. Fucking internet. Listing man. them different everywhere. Yep. Now, Imperial Red Ale. Now, that's... That that's, this sense. one goes to 11. And so that why... So, Rate Beer has it as American Strong uh, oh, it was style, so much, it was which so is much why, funnier. because there's no Imperial Red category. Yeah. So, that makes sense to actually name it properly. I still prefer to make fun of people for <laughs> that's why naming things wrong. That's why fucking Rate Beer sites, dude. It was so or the interwebs in general. Yeah, we must check seven sites... And then come to a consensus. Cross-reference and vote from here on out. You have to. Cross-reference and vote. And so I'm sure we'll get a cease and desist on the more cowbell. Uh, oh, yeah. There must be other more cowbells. There are like right. seven on rapier. So um, <laughs> Buffalo Bayou in Houston, you're welcome to send something. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you'll we'll exchange season. beer with you. Or, or, who, or who's made it a production beer? Like who, um, who's selling like thousands of bottles or, or uh, probably cases? nobody. Uh, Buffalo Bayou in, oh, okay. in Houston. They're doing a lot. Russian River has made a beer. Oh, they did? Yeah, oh, they shoot. made it more cowbell? That's funny. So, Vinny, if you're welcome, you're welcome to stop by at any time. Let's see. Drop off the letter in person. Because really, Derek um, never wants to brew with Nate again, so he doesn't care if he has Garrett, to he's, stop. He's burning the bridge right now. Yeah. This is like a way for him. This, now he can politely let you down. He can go, it's not True. you, Nate. It's that we got sued over the right. cowbell thing. And then I'll think of another name and it'll be like, well, you know, I'm really busy that day. No, renaming it, that would be <laughs> yeah. the same. Uh, no, we're yeah, exactly. Yeah. The lawyer said, just never talk to you again. It's like the soft no. (laughs) Is that why you played Blue Oyster Cult in the beginning of the show? Yes. It wasn't at the beginning of the show. It was at the beginning of the segment that we talked about more cowbell. No, it was before the show started. Oh, did I play it there, too? But I played it as the intro to uh, the segment of the beer as well. No, I was was in the bathroom having a wink. No, no it was during the show, which is when you stop paying attention. I don't pay attention. I don't know what's happening right now. Are we done yet? There, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Attention. I don't give a shit. I know rhythm. you don't give a shit. That's the deal. Who cares? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, like a really quick one. 
And when we come back, we're going to do Drunk of the Week calls. Well, I don't. The audio does not seem to be working on this this uh, computer. Oh, yeah. So we have no Drunk of the Week calls. Uh, I have them. I just uh, don't seem to be able to play them at the moment. That's no problem. I don't like listening to drunks anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. Anyhow, when we come back, we'll wrap things up with uh, Derek from Moylan's Brewing Company. And uh, you can do live Drunk of the Week calls if you want. Triple eight four zero one beer. Give us a ring. We'll be back. It's discussion live from the Hop Grenade. We're having fun. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. 
Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out tonight. We've had a great show. Thanks to our sponsor, More Beer, for uh, bringing the show to you. And, of course, thanks to our wonderful guest, uh, Derek Smith from uh, Moylan's Brewing Company of Moylan's fame, of Black Diamond fame, of GABF medal winning fame. Of double kilt lifter fame. What? What? Whose, what? I- whose idea was double kilt lifter? Brendan's? Derek. Uh, Brendan's actually. Weird. Imagine that. So it's this is the, actually the third time we've actually made double kilt lifter. Um, we usually normally save it for every 500 batches. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so we actually were coming up on the 20th anniversary of Moylan's, which was back in August. And um, so we were coming up on batch... 1750 mm-hmm. and so i was like it's not quite 2000 but let's do double kill lifter and brendan was amiable to do it and then at the same time we actually uh, party guiled the beer so we actually made two beers out of the same mash and made a 10 percent even stronger we heavy mm-hmm. and then we also made a four percent um i don't know what you would call it 80 shilling, 60 shilling kind of beer mm-hmm. um, that is um, really malty but still is very sessionable at like 4%. Nice. Um, Folks at home, I have a just a on a side note, I have a recommendation for you. Go over to YouTube and Google Brendan Moylan and then add like barley wine. Or kilt lifter, or something. Just do Brendan Moylan, and then and add something, and just and add that to your search, and then you're welcome. En- <laughs> enjoy the results. That we you, actually that like you find. had like those videos like were being made, and they were like, "Do you want to do the videos to me?" And I was like, "Sure, I'll do a couple of videos." Mm-hmm. And I did like three or four, and they were like. Let's just have Brendan do it. <laughs> yeah, because because, because it is, Brendan yeah. is so much better at yeah, it than Because he's am. a fucking maniac. That's why. He's because, fantastic. Because what Brendan does is he like he'll have a couple beers and then he'll have a whiskey and then he's just he's just <laughs> wired. Like that's he is just wired. It. He wakes I love up it. and he's wired from start to go. Yes. Like he, and end. there's something that like just no, clicks we, on we him. We admire that man. I do. And I and I love his attitude about the whole industry and oh, what, yeah. all you got to do is listen to his show to know. But just trust me, just go to YouTube, Google Brendan Moylan barley wine and then uh, spend the next hour uh, having a good time. 
<laughs> yeah, He's because like, there's like nine of them. <laughs> there are like nine of them. And he does them for both Moylan's and Marin. And it's him. I don't even want to say too much. He's standing in front of the bar and he's like... He's talking beer. He's talking beer and... Um, <laughs> And just talking about like things that we put into the beer and how they make know. him feel, how they make you feel, <laughs> how they of... should make him feel, or, or <laughs> like it's just trust me, just do it. Yeah, a lot just of feelings. It. Yeah, and then go to the brewery and have a beer with Derek is what you got to do. Yeah. All right, so what's in the glass here? The Christmas beer. Yeah, so this is our. Uh, we just came out with the Christmas beer. Um, this is. It's actually we're filtering the second batch. On Wednesday. Oh, that's nice. So when I first started at Moylan's, um, the Christmas beer was a golden lager. Really? And I, and I was like, why do you make a golden lager with spices for Christmas? Hmm. What was the answer to that? Um, because Fuck you, how- Derek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I was we like, make wit beer for Christmas. We what? make wit beer. Yeah. So I was like, I was like why do you do... And I was like, I was like I'm going to make a change. And it was very... Council of One that made that decision. Okay. One eighty for sure. You did it. All right. And I was, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And Brendan, I don't care what you think. We're going to make. You went a, for it. A reddish brown lager, and I've since changed it to a reddish brown Belgian ale. Okay. With spices, um, because I really want to hate it because I'm not a fan of, of spices. spices. But you know what? It's pretty damn. It's good. pretty damn tasty, right? <laughs> he doesn't even like salt or pepper. No, or nothing. I want things. It. I want just want like Wonder Bread. It's very Christmassy, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of spices either. I really want to hate it, but it's nice. Yeah. But it's but the spices are, I think, in check with the rest of the beer. Yeah, just a, so the yeah. idea is that what we do is we actually dry spice the beer. Um, and wait, 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 wait. What does that mean? That means so we actually don't add very many spices into the kettle. And so we actually, after fermentation, we actually add the spices into the beer. Okay. So, so you, instead of dosing actually, it sort of after, so yeah, that you're not so, screwed. And then so we're not actually blowing off those flavors during oh, fermentation as okay. well. Yeah. So the actual spice flavor isn't like volatilized during fermentation as well. So we're not actually over utilizing spices during the fer- you know, like just dumping it into the end of the kettle. Go away. Um, the idea is that we actually use hot water, make a, a spice tea, and then inject the hot water spice tea into the beer. Okay. Um, it's a good method. It's working for you. Because the spices will then kind of... So we actually toast the spices, and we actually use wow. six different spices in this. It's... Um, now let's remember if I get them all. Um, it's... Coriander, uh, cinnamon, cinnamon, nutmeg, mace, cardamom, allspice. No, um, I was thinking there must be allspice, but no, no, huh? no. It's um, ginger. No, no ginger. Um, Grains of paradise. Okay. Peppers. Um, cheese. That too. Orange, orange peel. Potato skins. <laughs> I think that's it. McDonald's French fries. Grasshopper yes. penises. <laughs> and actually, on my way over here tonight, I was like, I was like running off the spices in my head. I'm like, <laughs> trying to, yeah, yeah, because I know those like, idiots are like, going to ask. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to bring this beer. They're going to ask me all six spices. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be like blank on the last spice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can always just say that. Tarragon. It's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret sauce. Saffron. Right? Secret sauce. <laughs> 
It's a nice um, Christmas beer. Pick this it, up on your it was shelf. Smoke malt, that other beer. You're going to like this one. Your friends so, will yeah, like it's, it too. It's it's like 20% Vienna uh, with Pilsner malt with uh, 15% Munich and 15% Cara 20 and 5% uh, C77, 5% Special B, and then 5% dark candy sh- uh, syrup, which dark I candy, love. Huh? I love dark candy syrup. What's yeah. the ABV on this beer? Approximately? Uh six point one percent. Six one, nice. Yeah. So Brandon, this beer's not that dark. A lot of people would think it was dark. It's only like twenty. Uh, it's I think yeah I think it's around twenty two uh, of the SRMs. Um, so it's kind of like I was going for something along the lines of a when I first did the recipe as a lager, I was looking for um, a Danish red lager, um, and then huh. kind of transition that somewhere between a double and a danish red lager and and kind of went with it with the candy syrup and um it worked yeah the more i drink it the more i like it yeah right yeah you'd think that it was an 11 percent beer with that result but it's not yeah. out of six and a half it just means yeah it's a good beer because right, pick it up does, on the shelf yeah brendan i'm in the spirit already <laughs> it's christmas time right all right, let's. Uh, we got to do a little bit of drunk of the week because it looks like I have a phone call. Uh, okay. I have a Lulu Gumshoe. Oh no! On line one, I met uh, Lulu Gumshoe this week, this past weekend, for the first time. She's a lovely, lovely lady. Hi, Lulu. Hi, Justin. Are you calling in for drunk of the week? Yes. What have you been doing all day? Drinking? Um, mostly I've been like snotting it up because of the cold. Oh, oh, you're medicating uh, yourself. Why do you got to tell me all that, Lulu? <laughs> She's into fluid, I guess. I don't need to know all that. Best way to fix that is yeah. whiskey. There you go. Drink when some I whiskey. Sh- whiskey. When I shook your hand, I might have transmitted some microphone. Oh! <laughs> oh, you know his weak spot. That's the worst thing you can tell Justin. I'm so glad, although I'm not sick, so it's fine, Lulu. You, <laughs> not did, yet. you, you didn't hurt me. No, nah, I would have gotten it yesterday. I have a very weak immune system. He's oh, going to go home and take on. a shower now, maybe three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I met Lulu at uh, Disneyland, of That's all right. places. I went to Disneyland over the weekend. I went on one yeah. of the JP excursions to Disneyland because yeah. uh, I'd been saying no for years, and I thought it was time to say yes. Yeah, give me a yes every once in a while. It doesn't hurt. And, I met, hurt. and I met Lulu Gumshoe there. And, um, and your husband or boyfriend? I don't know these things. My husband. Your husband. Yes. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Her, her uh, gender fluid life partner. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but a, a lovely couple, you know, despite the snot, apparently. <laughs> oh, by the time Disneyland came around, I was snot free, but mm. then it came back. Then it came back. So. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lulu, if I'm sick tomorrow, I will never speak to you again. Hell sick. Uh, all right. So have you drank a lot tonight in order to get rid of your sickness? I did, because I, I was just I was tired of feeling shitty, and I'm like, Good I call. just want to feel, yeah. So you know that's so, how you know you have a problem. You know, no, 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 <laughs> no. Because I was just gonna say that that's what you know. I, like, I thought I was the only one who did that. Like, here's what happens: I get sick, and then and I'll go for like three days. I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking because I'm sick. Yeah. And by like day three or four, I'm still fucking sick, and I'm like, well, fuck this. You know what I feel better is catching a buzz. And you know exactly. what? It works every time. Uh, you, you don't think it's just because you're at the catching at the tail end of your sickness, and it was gonna to go away anyways? No. No? No, that would be logical. <laughs> no, it's clearly the alcohol. 
So now I don't even wait. Yeah, so now it's it. a sad day. It's not that your body has fixed itself. It's the fact that the booze fixed Right, you. because you're just, it's, with the cold, I'm not talking like the flu and stuff. With that one, you got to ride it yeah, out. You yeah, say. Right. But with the cold, it's day in and it's day out. It's the same thing. And finally, you're just like, you know what? When I drink, I feel better. Maybe that's why you have a weak immune system. It could be. It's like but Billy Lulu knows what I'm talking about. Every well, time. my friends are cold. Yeah. I always give them cookies and ibuprofen. Oh. And they swear oh, it's, it's always good. That it works? It's always sure. cookies, right? You don't care if you're sick. And you don't feel any pain. So See, that? I would try that, Tasty, if the cookies wouldn't make me go insane. My brain goes nutty. But uh, not far to go. <laughs> exactly. Others have a different result, I find. Hmm. All right, Lulu. Are you? Come on. Scale of one to ten. How drunk are you? You know, I'm probably like a six or seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she seems depressed about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish it was a nine. Yeah. Well, she just realized she had life uh, tendencies that matched yours. So. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> very <laughs> sad. <the> sorrow. Made <laughs> a bummer out. Uh, she's like, man, I could have drank two more shots of whiskey before yeah. I called. <laughs> I had kind of a question for you, Justin. Okay. So, three weeks off, right? Three, oh, uh, yes, I have three weeks off. Uh, yes, this is my last show for three weeks, correct. So, does that mean uh, we'll get to see more cash cab shows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, first of all, mine wasn't called Cash Cab. It was a ripoff of Cash Cab, and it was called Money ca- Car. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carpool Showdown. showdown. Yeah. Carpool. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, I'm not going to do other work. Um, Pants off, dance off. Yeah, you would think that if I was leaving, I've done well at creating this persona that I, when I'm not here, I'm working. No, you. Uh, you haven't uh, done all that. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm around, but I'm leaving for a week to Portland, and then I'm around, and I'm just not doing shows. Yeah. So. Sorry, no more cash cab for you, Lulu. But you know, you were better than the first guy. Thank you, but the first guy fucking sucked, so it's like, uh, you know. Although he has like a, a professional broadcasting career, the first guy. Well, oh. it sounds like the second guy kind of sucked, too. <laughs> we did get canceled. Yeah. Let's see. He did two seasons, and then they hired me. I did two seasons, and then they canceled the show. In my defense, the they, sold, they sold the TV station. It was under new management. Yeah, and the new management was brought in to help the failing station. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't due to my poor ratings, which were poor. Okay, what about if you do something like Real House Husbands of like San Francisco kind of thing? <laughs> I hate television. You have to be married. <laughs> I like watching television. Don't get me wrong. I hate yeah. doing television. I think, Lulu, this is what I was getting at. If I could just be on the road and do content from the road, I might enjoy my job again. I might like it. Me too. Like, I want to do it, you know. Me too. I don't know. I like doing TV. I thought it was fun. I had a blast. Do you like to do a remote every week? No. 
I do not want no. I hate remotes. Uh, I don't want to do a remote every week. I, if I, I would just do like recorded interviews. You know what's weird is in the beginning, the reason we do a live show is that I hated anything recorded. I thought that it just it didn't, it didn't feel like radio. And it, but now it kind of feels like I could get some fresh content in. I don't have to do the same kind of stuff. And, and But it has to fit within the context of a live show. So I like the idea of going out and doing recorded content to send back to the live show. So that when you guys go eat dinner or whatever, there's a little 30 minutes of, uh, you know, like Moscow used to do with the uh, short and black or whatever it was called that you did. <laughs> what was that? Uh, short, short and stout. Short and stout. Short. Sorry. Different, um, different show. Different thing. Uh, like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, but, like, Justin style? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say it that way, God, what a bore I am. But, uh, yeah. I love that show. I don't know. I just want to go do other, yeah. I just want to do things. I want to do things. Yeah, you should. I want to do things while not doing things. Yeah. That's basically what I'm getting at. That's my dream. That's I want a to, challenge. I want, I want to, to do, do things stuff. without yeah. doing, doing stuff. stuff. Right. And get paid for it. Yes. God. And I'm so close. Like, this is the problem. If, if this were... I'm, I'm so close to exactly that. That it just... It feels tangible. I, know, I, know where you're I mean, it from sounds here. ridiculous, but I know it feels tangible. Life struggles. It can be done. can be done. Well, depending on your genetic background, they are dudes who make a living just donating their sperm. Yeah. No. Do not do that. <laughs> no. I do Jessica, have a... No. I have a lot no. of sperm. Uh, uh, 50 bucks a pop. <laughs> do God, it. I'm going to throw really? up. Stop it. I could easily do that four on times road, a day. You're going to do that on the road? You know what? That's more money than I've ever made at the BN. I could... Four times a day at 50 bucks a pop? And every day. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Justin. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paper towels will be disappointed. You can tour, tour the country. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on two and a half to today, but I had to leave. I was late to get here, so yeah. I got another uh, one and a half to go. You got a half. <laughs> you know, I looked into uh, donating my poop. You did. I also looked into Where did you look into this it's online thing? But it's a very hard job to get. You Why? have to have like the best poop ever. And I don't. What's the uh, what is the purpose of the poop? You can't drink for that job. Um, what, what it's not it a research position. What? No, it's like kids. You reap like people who who uh, the the good bacteria oh, in their gut. Yeah. Didn't we cover this on lunch meat once? Yes. You're put. You're. It's for pe- It's people poop. Yeah. Yeah. That's tens of. Thousands of dollars. Oh, right, bacteria. And you both looked into it. Oh, yeah. hell, hell no. yeah! Mm-hmm. I'm uh, doing it anyway. Wh- uh, how far <laughs> down the FAQ did you get before you realized you're not eligible? I got to question one. <laughs> <laughs> What was... What, I don't know. Is your I just, poop solid? Well, no. <laughs> no. I'm out. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't really look into it. I did, like, kind of read did. the article, though, and I was like, huh. And then I was like, that's nasty. <laughs> Have you autoclaved your ass recently? No, Chip, what made you disqualified? I, th- I think it was that uh, they were saying it's such a small number, like not just anybody can do oh, it. You have to go through a lot of different health screenings and stuff. And I'm like, fuck. Be like rare. I'm too qualified. lazy to even get paid. I was going to say, so it's back to the old, I'm not good enough. But uh, <laughs> you just, oh, yeah. You're I'm like, not I'm, good enough. I'm not even good Question enough. Question two is, have you ever had cancer? Oh. Is it really? <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> that was just a really mean joke. All sorts of. Oh, well, wow. th- you know, this was it. Actually, there wasn't a local one. So, like, this one is: Can you make daily trips to Medford, Massachusetts? No. 
Will you oh. be 18 to 50 years old? Yes. Is your body mass index lower than 30? No. <laughs> do you believe you're exceptionally healthy? Hell no. I can't do it. All right. So you're our, that's I really it. the question. There we go. Yeah, I answered no to all of those. Yeah. All right. Well, Lulu, all good questions. Thank you for playing along. Um, okay. She should, yeah, Lulu, you should call up every week and ask one poignant question of the brewcasters. <laughs> Well, I did have one more, if that's okay. Uh, that'll be next week's, I think. The floor is yours. <laughs> Don't blow your wad. I was wondering, what's Tasty's go-to recipe for his prescription cookies? Oh. oh. Mm. That's like trade secret. That's Isn't more proprietary than Janice yeah. Brown. Well, PM yeah. me, and I'll send you the... Uh... The cookie recipe and the butter recipe. There you go. Private message. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Message for money. All right, Lulu. Um, Lulu, what the fuck? You're our drunk of the week. Hey, I don't hey, care. Hey, Congratulations. Well, you can tell she's, she's uh, drunk because she's uh, not uh, not nervous. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Bevo is going to send you a drunk of the week medal. Have you ever won drunk of the week before, Lulu? I forget. I have not, actually. All First right. Time. Do we still have okay. medals well, left? We do. I have, a, I have like two left over. Right nice. Scary. One of the last ones. All right, Lulu. It was nice to meet you over the weekend. Thanks for playing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you and Kate, you you guys are just awesome. Hang I up. Want to say Hang that up too. Thank up. you. We had fun meeting you and standing in lines yeah. together. Hang up. You're drunk. <laughs> Don't say goodbye. Just hang up. She's nice. Leave her alone. Bye, Lulu. She's Bye. Sweet. Thank no, you, she's, guys. She's great. I'm just trying to help her out. All right. Twitter game. Twitter game. Our Twitter game today was uh, who of the brewcasters would make it into the Brewing Network Hall of Fame. God, you're so first good. round. I'm so good first at this. First Hall of Famer. Yeah, I should stick around. Here goes first yeah. rounders. Are you ready for it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Giles Hash said uh, Bevo should be in there for putting up with all of us. <laughs> for sure. Winner done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and done. and um, we're done here. Harry Beaver Brewery. Gross. Apparently, this is a 14-year-old on Twitter. Uh, well, there is a Belching Beaver Brewery. <laughs> right. They're 16. Uh, uh, they said, uh, Doc, it cost him his marriage. It's the least we could do. <laughs> wow. Oh. Dang. Yeah. Too soon. That one was, uh, deep. He goes, I mean, Yet she, accurate. she even got the brew house. Oh. <laughs> uh, she didn't get the equipment, though. Yeah. Um, wow, that's that that's close to home. Yeah, they're going, right? Listeners are going for the throat on this one. I think if you were to interview Doc's uh, wife about the cause, she would list it up high. The Brewing Network is high on that list. Oh, dang. <laughs> me, specifically. Yeah, yeah she no, hates you. No stripper uh, pole discussions. Though. She no, hate no. me. She All hate right. you. She hate me. Uh, Mets fan VI says, anybody but Moscow. <laughs> no reason? No reason. Had to give a reason. Disqualified. Disqualified. Double Blaze nice. Brewing says, Doc, for the longest downward spiral in history. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> true. <laughs> also true. Oh, Nate. <laughs> That's still funny. <laughs> That's still funny. Wow. Uh, You're like, tailspin uh, for years. <laughs> Nate Guid. Guy. G-U-I-D. Nate Guy? Nate, Nate, hey, Nate, Nate. Nate says the flushing toilet in the background. Okay, okay. Uh, but no, no reason. That's old school. Uh, Mark Wilson says Jamil, his lack of fucks given now compared to when he started is award worthy. You know, that's actually not knowing Jamil. He didn't give many fucks in the beginning either. He just faked it better. Right. 
Fake Anyhow. it till you make it, right? Yeah, uh, right. Baruz says, Johnny, please say for talking Jamil into doing this crazy podcast thing. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, nice. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, Give me good beer, says Moscow, for tricking his father into investing in the slow motion train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a medium motion. That's true. Uh, Josh Button, which is pies, we all know. Uh, Moscow for misling the rest of the brewcasters out of so much beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Blobber Gleeby Glooby says, uh, Chicken Boy John Plisse, most excellent work on lunch meat. And there's a quote, apparently. Uh, ever wondered if the real Pope has ever yanked it? <laughs> Did, first of all, As John was on lunch pope? meat. Uh, but I'm, no, but I'm sure he maybe came with me. I know he came with me a couple times from Morebeard to do the show. So, okay, yeah. Um, and that's a good quote. That's a great quote. Yeah. And everybody yanks it. It's just what you're thinking about when you do it. <laughs> because <laughs> that's uh, what it because yanking it, it is not illegal. No, uh, not. Lusting is illegal. Exactly. I thought like spilling what comes out is illegal. Nope. Only lusting. Mm. No, you could spill all you want. First of all, yes. I'm pretty sure it's not illegal. <laughs> you spill all you want. Well, you, spill get all you, want. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> Spray texture anywhere. It's illegal in the eyes of our bartender, Jason. It looks like Jesus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, Jeff Growlnick. People's last names are fucking weird, man. Yeah, uh, Jeff says, uh, JP's thyroid for almost getting the job done. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Uh, not oh, too soon. I like that one a lot. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Good. And there you have it. Hard, hard. Wow. Oh, my God. Pretty that sharp. one is. <laughs> they're not holding oh. back tonight. <laughs> That's a kick to the junk right there. I love it. Between you and Doc, I mean, damn. All right, that one or the two Doc ones. Can you read read them again? The longest. The longest. Okay, that one. Yeah, don't have to read the other. Okay. So the longest (laughs) downward spiral either or almost getting the job done. Going to have to put it to a vote. Oh, no. All right. uh, Rate. Oh, hang I have to think about this for a minute. Best uh, Twitter game in a long time. Pretty good, huh? Um, right out there. I thought it kind of sucked, but uh, we got some good responses. Now the listeners sure. came through. Yeah. Mm, which one am I? Oh, God. That one's... All right, Should I'm ready. Should they both win? Um, uh, well. Doc's not done spiraling. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that's true. He's still on a... Well, that's, I think that's He's still on a 14% grade. Yeah. The same grade that caught the brakes on fire in the RV. <laughs> If you will. Going down Mammoth, right? All right. If it's the longest, if it's Doc's the longest downward spiral ever, raise your hand. If it's JP's cancer, almost getting the job done. Unanimous. It's JP's cancer. There you go. Uh, all right. That's our Twitter winner. Send Bevo an email, Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you will get, uh, oh, you're entered to win uh, a chance to win a cabin yes. on the Labruski Cruise, which we'll be giving away, I believe, in December. We're going to do the raffle. Yeah, the Christmas show. Uh, on the Christmas show, and then you can plan your action and come with us in March. Uh, for those of you who are not entered to win, just click the Labruski Cruise cruise link on our homepage and go get yourself some tickets come party with us really we are kind of a riot that should be a good time uh, what we do is we drink away all our discomfort and then it's (laughs) the best time ever so come hang out with us on the labruski cruise all right is that gonna do it that's gonna do it we done i feel like that does it all right gone uh next week is an off week no yeah thought it wasn't no next week's off it's on the calendar. Next week's off week, but then uh, JP <laughs> and the crew will be here. Uh, JP will be your host um, in uh, on the week after that. 
So. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Nate Nate's funky ass back in here. Oh, Nate, are you coming in or oh, what? what? I'm going to stink up this place again? Yeah. All right. Are you coming to do a show over Nate yep. or what? All right, good. What are you guys going to cover? Hops. Uh, probably hops. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Um, but I don't know. Working on show, Nate and I'll rap about it a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's going to be something along the lines of uh, how to do a hop selection as a home brewer. Okay. You know, so you make sure what you're getting is good stuff. I like it. All right, so tune in in a couple weeks, and All the right. session will be back. Uh, Derek, thanks for coming in, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. Eight years. I know. We finally got you. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Yeah. You're more than welcome. <laughs> well, it's fun to talk beer with you, so uh, let's not make it eight years again. Yeah, let's make it like next week or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on yeah. our off week. We'll see you uh, here yeah, Monday. Right? <laughs> I'll be next here next time, Monday. Next time, come in with, myself. next time come in with Brendan. I preferred that you didn't come in with Brendan this oh, time because yeah. I wanted to get to know you and talk beer with you. So this is not what I mean. But what I mean is you two are different people, and I think it would be fun to have you both in the studio next time. Because we'll, like play off of each other and we'll both get drunk on whiskey exactly that's kind of what we and do. then i'll get you both to say anything i ask uh, all the secrets will come out the whole thing so yeah <laughs> that's what's gonna happen yeah, that's what's gonna happen all right so next time it's the both of you thanks for being on the show man it was hey i appreciate it thanks for having me the beer's fantastic nate you know uh, you do a good job sometimes yeah thanks you know yeah, i love that like beer the, the you know a for effort <laughs> No, no award, but A for effort. You yeah. do a good job. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you a ribbon after this. Yeah. Yes. Give the man a ribbon. Pull one off the wall. All right. Are we done? We done. Great. We gone. JP, get us out of here. <coughs> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. And absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Derek Smith from Moylands came out to the studio to fill us in on what's new at the Bay Area Brewing Staple. Check him out at Moylands.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to EarsUpPodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at HopLifeStore.com. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. GP was nursing a sore thumb from playing FIFA 16 all day. Beva was smuggling two midgets in her sweater. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and wind.